2: Please don't take this person out Would you politely go to hell
3: Get the fuck out of my way Cause it's been one of those
1: days
4: Who is Jimmy Pardo? Guess again, here he is And I, I do the horns You're the one yelling, Jimmy Yeehaw, let's have some maple syrup Oh man See, I know what I'm doing And I know how to catch it bad, 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 bad.
0: On tape, it's the fastest hour in podcasting. This is never not funny. Now, here is your host, Jimmy Pardo.
4: Hello, everybody. Yes, welcome to the program, episode twenty-eight hundred nine of the award-winning pr- program, Never Not Funny. We won an award. Let's call it fourteen years ago. We are on our fifteenth anniversary, and I am running that award-winning uh, through the uh, through the wash many, many times. It is, it's getting a little pilled. It's a pilled award. It's getting a little faded. Uh, but I still run it out there and uh, in press releases and so on and so forth. And when I talk about the show, most people think I'm kidding when I say the award winning podcast, because people always go, want to come over and have some of my award winning chili? Uh, they never won an award, but they say that. Uh, and then I think that's what people think when I talk, say that about the podcast. But we do have a Lucite trophy to confirm we were given something at one point. And uh, we welcome you in on what is a gloomy day here in Los Angeles, California, the uh, overcast. At least it is near my house. Maybe it's sunny in the valley. What can you valley fellas uh, tell us about that? Sun sun broke out about an hour ago, I think.
0: Um, it is was that def- true? It's su- it truly is? It's sunny? Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was uh, gray uh, all morning and then... Uh, think right as i was leaving to come here it seemed like that's when it started to come out
4: gray skies nothing but gray skies garen Cockrell. uh now listen garen we saw i finally saw your instagram photograph uh over the last few days and uh uh you go for a different sort of vibe on that what do you uh you go for a different uh, sort of uh, audience over there on instagram what are you doing what are you talking about hey what? Hey, you're in a tank top you're showing off your oh. arms i've never hey,
2: seen i get you know what i do a little it just depends on how the picture comes out, really.
3: Jimmy, Doing that's uh,
0: that's what the kids call a thirst trap. Uh, garen's a he's a man of 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 needs. and uh, <sighs> when he's on <sighs> the I social media well.
3: <laughs> so.
0: he, he needs, you know he's everybody's uh, he's we're all human, and he he's got uh, he's got certain needs as a man. and uh, so maybe uh, another gentleman sees that picture and comes a callin.
4: That's what I was asking. Is he he going for something else over there on the Instagram that uh, he's not doing on the Twitter or certainly not on this program? Uh, No,
2: I don't know. I don't know what I'm doing, to be honest. I'm just trying to do something on a regular basis that kind of makes me feel good and talk about stuff. And
4: And that's wearing a tank
2: top. uh, (laughs) If I happen to be wearing it, I've been wearing tank tops a lot lately. Uh, uh, Showing off these shoulders. For to, to no effect or do you reason. like
4: a tank top I, I i remember wearing them as a kid but as an adult i don't i don't care for them at all
5: i never Didn't feel like not, much as a kid either I, my I, my experience i always felt very vulnerable in a yes, tank top. I, I, yes i
0: i never feel more self-conscious I, I i just can't do it it's i i cannot get out of my head if i'm wearing a tank top i'm not i'm a sc- scrawny man up in this area and uh, it's never never been a good look for me um so
2: There's nothing to show off.
3: <laughs> no, but if it guess.
0: feels good, like that's the thing. If I could get over my whatever it is, I got to understand on a hot day. It'd be nice. But uh, mm. but no, I cannot. Would it uh, be
4: nice? Because, you know, again, as a kid, I would we would wear a tank top to go to Six Flags to go to the amusement park. and You'd be in a tank top for 10 hours mm-hmm. um, and and not th- I wouldn't think twice about it. That's just what mm. every kid was wearing a tank top. We were all in tank tops. Uh, But now if you would have to pay me money to wear a tank top to go to an amusement park to uh, to walk across the street to Target, you would have to pay me money. (laughs) Yeah,
5: I'm going to add to it. Not only not only is Garen wearing a tank top, but there are different degrees of tank top. For example, there's the tank top that's very similar to the shirt that Garen's wearing right now with a relatively tight circlet around the neck. But then there is the deep hangy tank top, which Garen is is using in his photographs, which I am even more uncomfortable personally wearing. Um so I, I appreciate the confidence that one would
0: have to wear those. Yeah, he's wearing like it's like a Washington Generals 70s uniform style tank top. Like that's a that is a different that that is very much a 70s look to me that uh it comes comes and goes fashion-wise over the years, you know. I just have never been down with that.
4: It's also I uh, if I may, it's it's, it's also very uh, popular in the gay community. Is it not to wear that the oh, style of it, tank yeah. top? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah and uh and you uh, being a gay man you're trying to prove that you are because so often people think you're very very straight because of uh uh your likes and interests (laughs) and uh that being women and uh so it's confusing i love the ladies uh so now you're 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 embracing it more and and by doing that you're embracing it with uh, literally with open free arms yeah
2: just free for the wind
4: great good for don't you don't you get self-conscious about your pits you got your your pits hanging out man well, I don't. I'm not doing any kind of, you know. What do you play pose? tennis? What do you play tennis? You gotta do an overhead. Leave the house. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. Well, very good. But wear your tank. wherever whatever you want. Put your hot pants on. Put your chaps on. I don't give a shit what you wear. I'll tell you. I've because it's usually stuff
2: that I end up. It's like a sleep thing. Really, I don't really go outside with a tank top on often. But and I've had it like bef- Like I've woken up for the show and stuff, and I just like. I get a shirt over it. I don't, like, I would never wear a tank top on the show. It's unprofessional. I will wear a drag queen t-shirt, but heaven forbid, the shoulders you, are exposed on,
4: on, on the show. Oh, you know? my. Oh, sir. <laughs> you wear whatever you want. This is, this is, you know, that's your square. That is your square. That, that's your rectangle. <laughs> Make it your own. <laughs> Make it your own. You you want to show up at a tank top, do it. You, would you know, put whatever, whatever makes you comfortable. I mean, you show up with that All fucking right. hair every week. You do whatever <laughs> I, you want to do.
2: I know, i got to figure something out with this hair. What are
4: you talking That's, about? It looks great.
2: Yeah. I, I think I might want to go for a different st- style, maybe. I don't I don't know yet. I like it. Don't get me wrong, but I just oh, don't know what I can rock a frame. <laughs>
0: that just reminded think... me. Sorry to interrupt. The, Elise and I happened upon an old uh, Never Not Viney compilation the other day, and uh, I don't know when it was from, but as it was going through, it suddenly cut to Garen, and he had... I forgot this was a time and a thing, but th- do you remember when Garen had the Justin Bieber, like the early Bieber shaggy bowl? Uh, I was like, w- w- we were both just like, whoa, Garen, yeah. <laughs> look at that little boy. <laughs> 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 this guy. <I> remember that. <laughs> oh, man, I, I got to find that one and send it to you. It's so, like, so shocking to see now. Clean shaven. Uh, you got that, just that hair swooping down around the front uh it's great loved it there's matt did you find that i
4: always seem to i'm sorry Gary. what'd you say garen I, I just said there's been a lot of hairstyles that i've yep. in the last three weeks <laughs> of <laughs> uh, what i was gonna ask matt is uh, yep. whenever i find myself landing on a viney which then brings me down a viney uh wormhole is is i was watching some other video and then it says also suggested you know viney compilation blah 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 and then i click on that for those that don't know what we're talking about a, a gentleman named never not viney used to make these vine clips uh, for our show, uh, not for, not for our show, he something he wanted to do um, with clips from our show. And now that he puts them on YouTube and uh, it's a compilation of the clips for the, for uh, what we call seasons and um, just nonsense, just a little, uh, you know, f- four second snippet of nonsense over and over. And uh, whenever I watch those, I've, I, I, I've lived it and I laugh like an idiot watching mm-hmm. those things. I'm
0: exactly the same way. It's kind of embarrassing, but uh it, it. it almost always i have tears in my eyes by the end of it and i, can't, I
4: agree with that cuz yeah. that that kid picks the right clips yeah. like he really uh, he's very good at uh, if whatever skill that is whatever <laughs> uh, he has well, a good ear for comedy yeah, from this dumb I, show
0: i think he i think he's he responds to the same things we respond to apparently because with the, the stuff that he thinks is really funny i mean it's not the part of it is like if if you and i are on the show are both like falling out of our chairs then it's probably clearly that's a funny moment to us and sure so anyone you know watching hopefully people who enjoy the show agree with us that the, that moment was funny but there are other things that are like less obvious that i
4: am yeah he, i think he does a great job um so look for those on on the on the youtube um and that is called uh, Never Not Viney is the gentleman's name. Does he still
0: are. tweet them? Like that was a, it started as a, it was a Vine thing, but it was a Twitter account called at Viney Maybe, I
2: don't know. He's been, uh, I've seen some people asking about him because he hasn't done one in a while, but oh. he just had a kid. Oh. So ah, what the fuck? Let's go. Get on back that, on the stick. Yeah, he's <laughs> fine.
4: He'll, he'll be back. You know, listen, we, you know, Matt had two kids. I had a kid. The show goes on, buddy. <laughs> Let's go. You put the kid to sleep. You get the editing button out, <laughs> and you get moving. Let's go. Bedtime. That's when you do it. I'm tired of the bullshit. I'm tired of I'm tired of hearing these lazy excuses. I'm not going to tolerate it today. I'm not tolerating it. Hey, uh, and of course that uh, uh, will now be a clip. <laughs> of You're welcome. You're welcome. There you go. There's your first. Um, I want to say happy birthday to our buddy Chris Regan, our friend, uh, friend of the show. Chris Regan's birthday today. If you're not following him on Twitter, speaking of Twitter, uh, you're missing out. He is uh, maybe my favorite follow on Twitter. Uh, always funny and um, uh, made me laugh again today, which uh, then made me uh, then get uh, made me laugh, and then I went over to my Facebook page, uh, which I just. Boy, oh boy, every day I, I teeter back and forth on, is this the day that I just go, you're done and cut it loose. What day will that be? What day will it be that I just say goodbye to all those people? Because really that's what you're doing. You're kind of saying
3: mm.
4: to so maybe some distant cousins, some people you grew up with, whether, you know, it's not all, I mean, the, a big part of it is I don't like the toxicity of Facebook, mm-hmm. but not everybody is involved in that. So, you know, you hide those people, but then it sneaks in from time to time with the algorithm. Uh, but what you're really saying is, "Hey, you seven people that I do like from high school, that are, but but not enough to communicate with on a regular basis, uh, we're done. That you we're done."
0: Well, if if you if you agree with the premise that it's uh, not a, that it's it's a the company is not good, they they've they've done bad things that have been detrimental to our society, and that it's like personally not healthy. Uh, which is was the case for me it may differ for different people then uh, you know I, I kind of feel like it's just a matter of time to before you go yeah okay I, 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 I can make the extra effort you know you basically it takes more work you have to go oh, who are the people I care about keeping in touch with and basically reach out to them and say I'm leaving Facebook but I want to stay in touch with you uh, here's te- <laughs> I'll te- text me your number or I'll text you whatever the hell and uh, we'll do it that way so that I don't have to basically be a part of this thing that I think is bad. And, and you know, I don't want to be.
4: Uh, yeah, I, I, I like that. day. it's so-and-so's birthday feature today. I like that so much. My that calendar that does that, though. My calendar does ah, that. Fuck me. that noise. I <laughs> well, I,
5: I was just going to say, I you know, I, Matt is off Facebook, but still is. Uh, I have an businessly account. Businessly obligated to still have an account. I no longer have an account at all. Yeah. Um, and I accidentally came across this, but I'm assuming you could do it on purpose. You, all of the birthdays are added into my Apple calendar. Right. And I also downloaded all of the Facebook stuff so that I would have it. It's my, they're my pictures. It's my contact information, all that kind of stuff. So I actually have a whole address book with all the people that I was contacted with on Facebook. So my computer reminds me of people's birthdays I see. and and then I can look if they've got an email address that they had put on Facebook I can then look for that and then I can email them a happy birthday and that's the let, way that I stay Let me be in touch.
4: more clear. Let me maybe I'm not being clear. <laughs> I don't want to communicate with them outside of that. I don't want to uh, uh that that once a year happy birthday is yeah. plenty.
5: But that's what I'm saying is that that for most of these folks, that's that's what I end up doing is I, I just uh, yeah, the I thing comes up. I email them happy birthday. They but, say no, thanks. But, and but then he's saying like away.
0: a text or an email is too personal for the people he's talking about. Like yeah. that is true. There the level of of interaction on Facebook is perhaps the lowest level of connection <laughs> you can have with a human being. And for some relationships, it's the right amount. It's like, perfect. Like I absolutely perfect. I've definitely. There are people that I used to keep track of, if not in touch with via Facebook, that are no longer in my life because I'm not on it anymore, and yeah. that's just mm. what that is. What it is,
4: you know. And that, and again, and again that was the whole premise of what I said. Yeah. I mean, by leaving Facebook, I'm accepting those people right. will no longer be yeah. part of my life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because sure. I don't, I don't want to text them. Right. Um, I, 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 and look, we we had a class together in 1982. <laughs> right. That doesn't require me to fucking take know your phone number and text you. I mean, yeah. that's the truth. Yeah. That's not an issue. And by the way, they should feel the same way about me. That yes. shouldn't yeah. be. That That's if, it. If
5: either of you felt differently, one of you would have said, hey, can I get your number?
4: 100%.
0: Right. 100%. But that's the thing. Like, I'm not trying to talk you into anything or I'm just, I'm just sharing my experience. But I left my account active so that on the odd chance that anyone needs to reach out to me and had no other way of doing it, they can send me a message on Facebook and I I do receive it. I get a notification of that so that I can still receive that. It's maybe happened three times in the last five years. I think it's been right. about five years since I quit. Um was it was it or was it four years? I don't I think it was I don't know. It had was, some,
4: was it pre Trump? It was it, it might have
0: been during the election. I think it was the summer before yeah, I think it was the summer of twenty sixteen. So five years. Yeah. Um yeah. Uh, so, you, you know, that's, I, I kind of feel like I should like delete my account, but I kind of like having that, the, that one thread remaining just in case of <coughs> high school acquaintance feels the need to reach out to me. I don't know.
4: Well, there's also, you know, to that point, uh, there's the stuff on Facebook where, you know, if uh, you know, so-and-so passed away mm-hmm, that sure. I wouldn't have heard about that yeah. if it wasn't for Facebook. Right. You know, uh, You know, somebody, uh, hey, somebody, hey, that guy from, uh, you know, uh, 1985 graduating class passed away. Oh, I remember that guy. Well, that's, you know, Uh, you know, I'm not going to, I'm not going to get on a text chain um about that
0: well like you know i know you were really upset about dmx passing away and so that would have been something it would have you would not have found out about i mean i guess i would have texted you to to check in on you make sure you're okay but i
4: can also tell you that didn't show up in one single post on my (laughs) facebook over the week not not one not one
0: that's a really interesting example of some people that mattered and, and meant something to them and for me i just never thought he was good <laughs> oh. <laughs> even as a fan of rap i was just like i was kind of amused by him but uh and i'm sorry to if people you know feel strongly about him uh, i understand that, that we all have different tastes but but uh yeah it's just it still wasn't you know i saw on snl i think it was chris red was hoping holding up a sign during the, cl- the credits saying like rip dmx like clearly it meant something to him um and, you know, when, when MCA from the Beastie Boys died, I felt something and I'm sure a lot of people just thought those guys were clowns, but, uh, yeah, it's just, it's just weird. And then, you know, Prince Philip, big loss, <laughs> well, you know, rocked that, that my world,
5: <laughs> big, big, big loss to, uh, to cousin marriage, <laughs> Yeah, historical marriage. this is
0: marriage. a real, a real tough time that's for, uh, for that, whatever that's called. Not that's not quite incest, but, uh.
4: Yeah. uh speaking of snl snl gave dmx and annie bates the same uh Level, tribute like yeah. a woman a woman who revolutionized that show wrote some of the most iconic sketches on that show yeah. got the same placard as <laughs> as a guy as DMX. a musical guest as a musical right yeah. just r- really really okay all right uh hey, by the way you don't uh, since you're not on social media Matt. at uh uh, speaking of Chris Redd, uh, uh, he makes me laugh on Twitter every time because th- th- uh, for this reason, this is what he does. Um, Vulture or Deadline will always post a link to whatever rap video was done. Hmm. And they'll say, uh, hilarious rap video with Kid Cudi, uh, Pete Davidson, and Timothy Chalamet. Uh, what, how, uh, how are you going to say his name? Chalamet. Okay. And then Chris Redd will always tweet, hey, I was there too.
3: <laughs>
4: uh, and, I'm not kidding. It happens every video oh boy every wow. video they ignore him and like this one was like oliver was even pointed out he's the star
3: of this one <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
4: and he still gets you know gets ignored and yeah. then people will say dude why does this happen every time goes, it happens every <laughs> time and then sure enough two weeks will go by and i'll go as a reminder i was in that video
0: so wait they say like they'll say keenan they'll say other cast members not just the star like the guest stars they'll say who's ever in that rap video right Like, but, but include like, yeah, because if it was just, if it just said Kid Cudi and Timothy Chalamet or, you know, whatever week, like Maya Rudolph was in it because (laughs) she was the host of the show. Like if they were just saying here are the quote unquote stars that are in it. But not include Keenan and... Uh, no, they always they, o- they always
4: include the other, whatever. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It, and by the way, they always include Pete Davidson. Pete Davidson's name right. is Pete Davidson does it again. It <laughs> basically is what they say. <laughs> Jesus. And uh, Pete Davidson does it again, with, this time with Kid Cuddy and Timothy Chalamet. It's like, and then Chris Witt, ah. I was there too. That's horrible. It's really, it is
0: it is the biggest fucking slight. It's ridiculous. What was the, th- I remember laughing at it now. I can't remember what, it was the, a good one. what the joke was.
5: Uh,
4: uh, oh, the flute. Uh, tiny flutes. Tiny flutes. flutes.
0: <laughs> yes.
4: This was, now, Matt, I know you didn't like last week's episode. You have to agree that this week's was the best of the season. I enjoyed it. I laughed a lot. A lot of funny in this season. A episode. lot and that, that woman, Carrie Mulligan, was very funny. Very yeah, good. She was great. Yep. And so was her husband. And you know, I don't, uh, I don't like the Mumford and songs uh, for one was, second of musically. Do I like them? But he was good. I that was a I, great bit. I was so thrown by the
0: fact that he's British that I thought the joke was that he was doing a fake British accent. I was like, no, <laughs> this guy must be con- from Kentucky. Right. Because of uh, all I know is their music. I'm like, they can't be British. That's, it's like roots music. It's uh, yeah, hillbillies over
4: there. That's they're, where the, the banjo con- you can you can go overseas.
0: They're they're hmm. they're Tennessee hillbillies. What's going? I on? I don't disagree with you, but the
4: banjo can travel.
0: I guess so. I guess the the banjo. I mean, probably wasn't even invented in the United States. I don't know where it came from, but
4: I would if I had to take a guess, I would say it's uh, from, uh, Asia. Gonna say, uh, from Asia. I'm going to say from Asia. There's a lot of guitar type instruments all
5: across the world because the Silk Road kind of made it go everywhere. So you got different kind of lutes and things, but I I want to say i believe that the original banjo is an african instrument i'm not 100 certain of
2: wow. that I'm the gonna- handmade gourd instruments that would become the modern banjo
4: originated in west africa look at look at, look at elliot hochberg always the <laughs> fucking smartest in the room you fucking <laughs> jag off. let somebody else have fun guessing where something was invented you fucking uppity prick <laughs> exhausting it's
0: what about them let's maybe we can salvage this for you jimmy what about the <laughs> modern banjo where was the first appearance oh of?
5: like this like a like a steel body
0: well like the, the, what we now call a banjo because obviously hmm. everything comes from something else like stringed instruments you know have a long evolution but like the circular you know drum with strings and you know
5: you know the, the shortened key where the key's a little little further up on the side than the other ones mm-hmm.
4: <laughs> yeah that was I'm, Matt's very polite way of just agreeing with you to end to that. Mm-hmm. Get, I, you know, short, I, I don't, don't know what you, what you, want. The, you want. You
5: want extra credit to, yes.
0: for knowing that there's another fucking
5: key. Yes. That is that is my entire life, Matt. Is just <laughs> oh. just a little bit of extra credit. Can I get just a little You're, bit of extra you credit? You extra extra credit. got West
0: you Africa. Got, you
4: got West Africa, you
0: dickhead? <laughs> Just let, just a, just bask in that for five seconds before you throw extra keys. Okay, no, we'll oh, oh,
4: oh, oh, the newer ones, then with the tinier key and the shortened. <laughs> yeah, whatever the fuck needs to be. Modern banjo. You knew what I well, meant.
5: I assume we're, we're filling time and waiting for Garen to actually have the answer.
0: I mean, we don't have, I don't think we have that kind of time. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's a two hour show.
3: <laughs>
2: it's... Uh, it's difficult to, to, to determine exactly where the original was coming from. I bet. Sorry. I bet Lee. Uh, was, was there Lee Quick? She'll
4: know. Lee Quick would know she's that called Lee yeah, Quick I bet. Uh, has a banjo. I think she's selling a banjo for forty five thousand dollars. That <laughs> okay. uh, so she could buy a new one for sixty seven thousand uh, dollars. By the way, all I thought about was Lee Quick during that. Uh, that tiny flute thing because i assumed at some point <laughs> yes that i did probably had to sell a flute <laughs> i thought of her too um yeah there was but that, that was funny there was the, the news was uh, spot on
0: um you know once again the only thing i didn't think was good was the cold open i feel like they they're determined to put bad sketches in the cold open i, I,
4: I liked it for this reason i thought it made a nice statement and i also yeah. liked that it was very short
0: i liked yeah, that that's true
4: and it, also i think it was
0: the best one they've done all season to me, it was all statement and no comedy. Like I, I just—I just... I don't
4: disagree with that, but uh, I'm also not a woman or a person of color. So uh, mm. if those people wanted to take that time to make that, uh, I'm going to give that to them.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: That,
4: uh, Garen, you got anything yet? Banjo. Yeah.
2: Yep. Uh, Joel Sweeney was the first star performer on the banjo in the 1800s. It's often said that he invented the modern banjo. By adding frets to the neck and also introducing a fifth string. Oh, you we did it have key. a little
0: key, a different key further up the neck?
2: <laughs> However, many people question these claims nowadays. But that is what we have. Well, where was that before. guy? Uh, good question. Yeah, what's his name?
4: Joel Silver. Is that the
2: actor Joel, <laughs> Joel Silver? <laughs> <laughs> <Have you said? laughs>
4: Joel Sweeney. (laughs) Joel Sweeney. Oh, yeah. Banjo great Joel Sweeney. Mm. uh, Just the other day, I said, I'll pop him on the old Victorola. Let's listen to the great Joel Sweeney. Uh, Matt, I think what you have to remember by that, I mean, you and I and Garen to that, is that uh, Garen has roommates. You have family. I have family. Elliot has no one. So on (laughs) a Monday, he hasn't spoken to anybody since Thursday. (laughs) So if somebody says, hey, what do you think about this, Elliot? He's he's ready. He's he's ready. He's Here right. it comes. Here comes three days yep. of banjo knowledge coming at you. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, and, and by the way, I'm just—I'm just—I paused right there because I expected Elliot to go. I told you about the time that I played in a banjo <laughs> band, right? <laughs> I've never played the banjo. Yeah, but but always, you always—you always seem to have some. Tentacle into every weird little thing. It's like I've, I've got, I've got a friend who was a banjo graphic band. designer for a lemonade stand. Right. <laughs> uh,
5: my 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 friend Denny Hardwick was uh, a banjo player in a, in a Disneyland banjo band. Oh wow! I think they had four banjos, maybe.
4: Yeah, those guys—the the wandering guys—the guys that wander yeah. around with the banjos, with the, with the with the hat and the. Who, and the by the tight. way, on paper I should hate and want to kick in the balls. <laughs> I don't dislike that when that shows up next to me while I'm having a bland piece of pizza. Well, oh, wait, there, I've I've seen the there's the acapella
0: quartet the the, uh, the barbershop, barbershop quartet, quartet yeah mm-hmm. I don't think I've ever seen the banjos.
3: Oh yeah,
4: you've, I bet you you have. I, or or <clears> you <throat> just think it's the you're on Main Street and that's the music playing. Right. right. Yeah. Those yeah, guys would, want, have, They they look just like the barbershop quartet guys, but they've got banjos. Okay. Yeah.
5: That's I, weird. I don't that, know if he still does it, but he did it for many years. Interestingly, uh,
0: Steve Martin, also famous for playing the banjo, also worked at Disneyland, but probably not at the same time as your friend and also i don't think he ever played the banjo there he was like worked in the magic shop or something
4: yeah i yeah. think you're right that story sounds familiar really. right. um but first a little foggy break <laughs> breakdown. that's off his first album i
0: randomly put on uh steve the, the bright star uh, last night uh remember bright star that musical that steve martin and edie brickell wrote
4: yeah what it is is what it is right <laughs> Is that is that a line from it? No, what I am, the her song. Remember, oh, what, what I am what, yeah. is what I am. And I don't know what I mean. It, it is because we were talking about a, a,
0: a project. Yes, uh, man, I love the music from that. I, you but, love it. You love yeah, Bright Star. Did we
4: see fun. that live with a different cast when it came to Los Angeles? I think we did, right?
0: I, I did. I, I don't. I think you did too. We didn't see it together, but uh, at the Amundsen. Yes. Yeah, and it was phenomenal. I mean, the the, the story is is basically just i mean it's not good but but it's like the the songs are so good the musicianship was incredible it was like just seeing like a great concert uh and yeah really cool i don't know what made me put it on but i just uh no oh, great yeah well,
4: you know what put music on put on whatever makes you happy that's what the you know if it makes you happy I think Cheryl crow can't be that bad crow control t- 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 was <laughs> <is> that <laughs> yep she did. Oh, I swallowed my own tongue while I tried to say that sentence. Mm-hmm. Um, boy, I had something to do. Oh, you know, we did a uh, we did, I had our pop culture show over the weekend. We had that on the uh, uh, Saturday night, 9 p.m. Uh, very convenient for the East Coast. Um, <laughs> midnight, uh, Debbie Weissman, uh, who's a longtime time Not Funny fan, was in there. And she's in Newfoundland. And I believe that's four and a half hour difference, or something. That's like,
0: a, yeah. That's one. I think is it one hour, or, or is it at least one hour further than the East Coast.
4: But I th- it's either it's it's what I think it's one and a half.
0: Yeah, that's weird. I,
4: like I, it's a weird half hour thing. That
0: too? If I'm not mistaken, that seems like a mess. If you're gonna have half hours,
4: well, listen, uh, it's it's the found land, and I think it's on the newer uh, <laughs> the newer side of things. Um, uh, I think it's is it is it maybe it's just three and a half hours, but I want to say it's four and a half hours. It's four o seven p.m. there currently. Okay, so, so it's
2: eleven. Four wait, so that's uh, yeah. five yes. and a half hours. No, four and a half.
5: Four and a half. That's four, four and a half. half, half hours. Eleven
4: to twelve to one to two to three. That's four, and then it's four o seven. Yeah, so four yeah, and a half hours. Four and a half hours. So if we started at nine, what is that one one thirty in the morning her time? Wow, Well, oh, that's not that bad. Suck it up. I thought it was. You know what it seemed later than that to me. <laughs> that's late. To start it, pretty late. then?
0: I mean, then it's not gonna be over until three. Hey, make
4: no mistake. I'm asleep three <laughs> hours before that. So uh, <laughs> yeah but in my head it was four thirty. Like I I had it like that four thirty in the morning. And uh but still that's crazy. So, uh, so thank you, Debbie, for staying up uh uh to watch that. And she stuck around all the way through the QA at the end, and uh that happens and uh, it was fun. Chris Fairbanks, uh, Kristen Stuttard and um, Guy Branham, all very, very funny. The panel. and uh, Nikki, our new friend Nikki Urban was great uh chris fairbanks hair i'm pretty sure is uh, about to invade your houses that's what crazy it's gotten <laughs> is it i haven't seen him
0: in a while is it wh- give it on the josh day scale is it is it uh, is it equal to
4: josh day not quite well, josh day. You, know, you know josh day's falls down yeah whereas chris's goes up and out so <laughs> okay. it's i'm gonna say it's on the same level just different directions got it i mean it's it's bananas.
0: Yeah, Josh. Josh Dave. For people who don't know, he's a, he's a friend of ours and a, a listener. His hair. He looks like the cowardly lion. With, yeah. Like ah. in, in costume. Uh, well, and plus he's got that beard. Yeah, it's all happening. Yeah. There's so much hair. It's insane.
4: And uh, uh, but uh, Fairbanks, uh, uh, you know, all of them. But uh, you know, Oliver loves Chris Fairbanks, and so like when it was over, he's like, "Dad, yeah, Chris Fairbanks is one of the best." And uh, so was Oliver watching
0: in another room while you were doing it in your office? They
4: were watching. Danielle and Oliver were watching in the other room. Yes, sir. Okay. Yes, sir. You know, we got that new Ethernet cable that seems to be working very, very well around right. the house. Nice. Uh, so they're able to watch that with no hiccups, no problems whatsoever. Nice and smooth. No whammies. Uh, no whammies whatsoever. Uh, enjoyed themselves. And uh, uh, But I had something. Else. Oh, you know what we did? Uh, here's what we did. Uh, thank you to a listener, Reed Hallett. Uh, he invited us to go down to uh, look at the James Webb Space Telescope. Um, and so uh, Danielle Oliver and I went down there last uh, Friday. Uh, you go into a little viewing room, a little viewing area uh, with Reed. Reed stands about uh, six to 10 feet away from you and says, uh, hey, look through that window. If you have any questions, let me know. We had lots of questions. And, uh, but just the idea of seeing this j- humongous telescope that is in, you know, uh, the end of the year is going to be on a rocket going into space and then orbiting for years Uh just really overwhelming almost emotional wow to to see something like that yeah. uh, and then know you know uh just a, a really so i think reed a really unique experience to to see this thing yes elliot
5: uh so you say humongous there's a lot of things we might consider humongous are we talking automobile apartment complex
4: boy that's like, where great, is it that's a great question i'm going to say bigger than an auto uh bigger than an automobile um smaller than a bus maybe it's, maybe the same size as a bus so okay. it could be bus sized, maybe not. Maybe automobile, maybe big. Maybe a minivan. How about SUV? Maybe SUV. SUV maybe a bi- Maybe a maybe a big. Uh, like a suburban. Uh, like a suburban or a uh, what's what's the big stretching expedition? No, what's the what's the big one that drivers drive? The, oh, Escalade. Escalade. Maybe yeah. an Escalade. Yeah. Okay. It's, it's sixty
2: nine and a half feet by forty six no. and a half feet. Goddamn! All right, so that's bigger than a car, guys. It turns out. <laughs> half as big as a 737 aircraft
5: wow okay
4: okay so get get a race car from your uh, (laughs) (laughs) race car um wait you know what it is humongous and i just i i i for i guess in perspective couldn't couldn't well you couldn't couldn't walk up to it you had to oh no 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 you're behind lots of glass yeah and And the guys are walking around in like oompa loompa costumes oh oh, nice (laughs) they're in like the uh what they call i guess they call them bunny they bunny costumes bunny Bunny suits and then they walk around in uh, in there and uh, with different colored uh, headgear. So that's who you know uh, that guy's an engineer, that guy's a this, uh, that guy's a that. So, so was
5: it similar to this, Jimmy.
4: It was not similar to that. No sir. <laughs> Get that no. was Get that, that shit out too here. Space-y. So it's basically like they're playing
0: Among Us in real life. There's different color <laughs> I, guys. I don't and... know what I don't know what Among Us is. So yes. <laughs> it's a very popular game. Actually, that's one video game that Jimmy Pardo might enjoy. Uh, it's not really about video gaming it's more of a social game Mm -hmm. uh it's kind of like is it like mafia is that a good uh, comparison i think that's
5: a good close close approximation or werewolf if you're if people play that yeah it's it's, essentially the same game
0: basically it's like you're a a bunch of little oompa loompas on a spacecraft or a space station and uh everybody is assigned a task but two people are assigned as the um killers or what, what do they call them i forget imposters imposters yeah but the, but they they if you're one of the imposters you you have to kill the other people and then everybody else has to figure out who the killers are uh by oh. by convening and and getting into a chat you know and and saying hey I, I i saw this guy go over there that was that was sus that's where that came from the word sus I see. Uh, and uh i think you would yeah it's kind of like if it was in jackbox you wouldn't think twice about playing it and you would probably like right love it
4: uh you know what I, 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 that's a good point it's all about the rapper for me uh w-r-a-p-p-e-r yeah mm-hmm. uh, I, I, however it is delivered uh, but uh i think i think reed for uh, taking time out of his busy day over there on uh, the, the campus
0: yeah i want to do that too he invited all of us and uh uh-huh. i've been meaning to
4: uh schedule that and uh it's worth it thank it's you worth it. For get down there before me. they take it out of that uh, that little room okay and, and that you know the little room that houses this 69 by 46 foot
3: thing <laughs> just a it's bigger
4: than hubble it is i've just been told it's bigger than the hubble telescope this is the james webb and of course you remember uh, jimmy webb wrote uh galveston macarthur park right uh, he also is uh, they named this the telescope after it's amazing <laughs>
3: mean, yeah it's
4: crazy that's very right? uh, what, the, the, what an honor this, the, well you know what uh somebody at nasa loves the songs of jimmy webb and so you know said. that Name the telescope after him. They said, well, that's a coincidence. We have a, a gentleman here named James Webb. And they went, that's not for him. Don't give him the fucking second to think that it's for him. It's for the songster.
0: Is it bigger uh, than the, you've you've been to, you've well, you saw it go by your house too, I think. But you've been to see the space shuttle, right? I have not been to see the space oh, shuttle. Oh, you haven't? Oh, that's really cool too.
4: No, I only saw, you know, my my son went at an age where it didn't impress him. He, You, know, we, you remember being at the age where he went to, when he went to the museum, it seemed like a chore. Yes. That's mm-hmm. when they brought him. And it's one of those things where he refuses to admit that he would have a different opinion of a museum today. Hmm. than. any by the way, maybe he wouldn't. You know, I mean, yeah. it could still be I, effing boring.
0: I, I was bored by a lot of stuff as a kid that I would now be very interested in. I think I just, you know, I, my parents were always trying to like force me to give a shit about stuff that I didn't give a shit about. And so, uh, which is good. That's what you should do as a parent. And hopefully some of it like seeps in. But, uh, but if you do it a lot, I think you just get, as a kid, you get more exasperated by it. And
4: uh, so you, I don't know what the solution is. <laughs> do you just lay off or do you I just don't, I guess, uh, keep trying? Uh, well, I mean, look, look, the pandemic has forced right. us to lay off, yes, you know, various things. Yeah. So uh, maybe when this thing lifts and, uh, you know, we'll bring them to see that space shuttle. I was thinking
0: about that because like I was kind of thinking of like maybe driving. It's not that crazy to drive to the Grand Canyon from here.
4: Um, we've, we've met, we've, we've talked we've had this conversation at this house about driving to the Grand Canyon, yeah, every day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, like that's a, that's a great example of a
0: thing that as a kid I was like, yep. But it's crazy. Like <laughs> it's when you think about it, it's a, it's a cool thing to look at. But I just didn't care about natural wonders when I was a kid,
4: right? Mm. Uh, well, then you'll love the uh, Mount Rushmore. It took I was in my thirties. I realized that was not a national.
0: I went there too, and uh, yeah, didn't really care. Also, the most disappointing thing about that is you get how far away you are from it when you get to the, yeah. the the lookout. You can't really get anywhere close to it. So when you, when you walk out there, you're like, uh-huh, that's exactly what I've seen on 100 postcards. That's this it. is the same angle and distance. There's nothing more interesting about this experience than looking
4: at a photograph. You're looking at a postcard, and yeah. then you go, oh, terrific, glad I drove the hour and a half from my hotel to see this, great. Now, now, if you could walk on their heads, that would be cool. Right, let me walk on their heads! Let me get
0: in that nose, Lincoln. <laughs> Well, I want to get in that be, I'll go in any of them. I'm, I, I'd welcome in any of the uh, sure. four gentlemen's nasal cavities. Even Teddy. And, you know, clearly the odd man out there. Is kind
4: well, of a, Teddy is a good thing because uh, if you start falling, you grab onto that stash. <laughs> you got a uh, little safety net there for you. Yeah. Uh, all right. Lorraine Newman is joining us. She's in the waiting room. We're going to take a break. We'll be back with, uh, with Lorraine. Uh, she's got a brand new book out uh, that is available over there on Audible. Um, and uh, it is terrific. I listened to all nine hours of it and uh it is outstanding uh so we will talk to her of course we got oliver's trivia question and we will do all that and a heck of a lot more grab ass nonsense when we come back right after this listen i've been a broken record on factor meals as i mentioned on the last episode even my doctor knows that i eat the factor meals (laughs) that's right Uh, You're, you're actually
0: not only reading the ads that go in the show but you're advertising in doctor's offices for
4: factor now that's exactly right i'm the muzak <laughs> of factor, I'm going from that. I appreciate uh, it. I'm uh, more than happy to do it. Now these things are ready in just two minutes. They've got over 35 different options to choose from every week. They got the calorie smart protein plus uh, various different meals. I uh, just this way this morning I had to pick my meals for next week. You pick you pick a week in advance. Yep. And uh, you know what? I decided to give myself a little treat. I got the filet mignon. Yum. Which is uh, it's a little extra to get that. Right. And I'm allowing myself that maybe every six weeks or something. Get, you know what? It's Why nice. not? Yeah, treat yourself. You, you've earned it, Jimmy. I have earned it. I'll tell you something. It is delicious. Yeah, you I got to try that. I oh, haven't had that one. They do a great job. I, uh, the other day I had the, uh, what is it? The uh, Spanish lime chicken or whatever it's mm-hmm. called. That was a spicy lime chicken. Whatever that, whatever that one is, yeah. was delicious. I love the shredded taco, chicken taco thing that mm-hmm. they do. Uh, again, I have not... I've not had a bad factor.
0: Yeah, and I've said this before. Like a lot of these things, because I get a lot of the like uh, you know low carb ones, and I find that that's great. With uh, if you want to get like a, a low carb tortilla, and you you can put it in there and make it into a, a wrap or a tortilla type situation, or some uh, sweet potato chips, and you kind of use like the queso, the chili queso, whatever. Yeah. Uh, that's just I, I like doing my own thing with it. You can sort of uh, use their what they give you as a base, and then uh, do what you want with it.
4: The factor is there for a base. You heard it from Matt Belknap. Now, head to factormeals.com slash part 050. Use code part 050. You're going to get 50% off. That's 50% off. Uh, really wish I would have said zero there. Uh, that is code part 050 at factormeals.com slash part 050 to get 50% off. That's 50% off. F A C T O R M E A L S dot com slash P A R D O 50. And use code part 050 to get 50% off. Factor! That's a good meal. I'm going to tell you guys something, dear listener. When I started podcasting, you guys remember back in the days when tumbleweeds were across the podcasting desert? Uh, an online store was the furthest thing from my mind. Now I'm selling? What do we, we got What we got a hat, shirts, we got a bunch of stuff. Mm-hmm. It's easy. All because we use Shopify.
0: Yeah, we're setting up Shopify for the uh, the perks in this, uh, this new year for our, our platinum subscribers. And uh, boy, I really enjoy their website. It's super easy to set, a, set up an account and uh, get going with them. So kudos to them for making it easy.
4: Well, if Matt Belknap could do it, you can do it. That's mm-hmm. what he just basically told us. And yeah, I, uh, I uh, just uh, recapped it. I've spoken before. <laughs> yeah. I was talking before about Shopify. Now, Shopify uh, is uh, its just terrific. You could be selling scented soaps, which we may, we're we talking about getting into the scented soap business. I would love a soap bar with the Never Enough Any logo on it, Dude, honestly. Dude, why isn't that a thing? <laughs> um, or maybe you're offering outdoor outfits.
0: Dude, why is that a thing? (laughs) Well, if it's it's warm out, the t-shirt could be an outdoor outfit. You know what? You're right about that. Uh, But maybe we get into the jacket business. We have had hats, too.
4: We've had hats. That's true. Uh, Look, you don't have to just sell your stuff anymore with Shopify Collective. You can curate products to sell from the brands you love, giving customers more variety and business more sales. Uh, Now, listen, Shopify is easy peasy, as Matt Belknap said. Uh, Let me walk you through what I want you to do. You can sign up right now for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash pardo. That's all lowercase. Shopify.com slash pardo. Uh, you do that right now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. dot com slash P-A-R-D-O. Shopify.com slash pardo. Shopify. Cha-ching. Hey everybody! Welcome back to the program, episode twenty-eight oh nine. We are joined by—I'm going to say it—I don't know if it makes you uncomfortable or not—comedy legend uh, Lorraine Newman, who's got a great new audio uh, audiobook out called "May You Live in Interesting, T- Interesting Times." Uh, it is available on Audible. I want to say that's where I got it, and um, uh, it is nine point something hours in length, and it is—it yeah. uh, is wonderful. It is. Oh, uh, thank you. It, uh, nine hours uh, walk down honestly memory lane of uh, what was interesting about it for me first of all hello Lorraine um, hi Jimmy uh, nice to see you thank you for being you here you too it's a pleasure uh, what I loved about it was it you know as a kid who you know was 10 years old when Saturday Night Live started and was introduced to you and you know while you talk about your childhood it was still a walk down memory lane for me because from 75 on, you were hitting these fence posts, these mile markers that, you know, uh, re- uh, reflected my life as well. So, um, oh, that's interesting. I somehow made your book about me is what I'm saying. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know how the fuck I did that. <laughs> and you're yes. the
1: only person that's ever done that. Yeah, <laughs> sure. Uh,
4: but the book is, it's terrific. And you should be Thank I, I, you. I don't mean this condescendingly. You should be proud of it. It was, uh, uh, it's a, it's a great listen thank um, you so much and the uh you know matt belknap here uh matt raise your hands so lorraine no yes thing we have yes <laughs> uh, matt uh, it, when you look at it and it, it's an auto uh, an audio book it look nine hours looks daunting but if as matt belknap said think of it as nine one-hour podcasts and then it doesn't seem daunting yeah. it seems like yeah. the easiest thing
1: If you got a long drive, I I couldn't listen to a nine-hour book if my, well, if my life depended on it, but my mind wanders. I, you know, I I shouldn't be dropping dime on myself like this. (laughs) I prefer written word. Uh, I I can't listen to audio books, but I've listened to a few and the ones that have engaged me have been where people have done various voices.
4: Uh, and you do that uh, throughout the book, which is wonderful. And um, uh, also, we can't talk about audio books without talking about the great Campbell Scott. How great is his voice? <laughs> Good lord, do I love Campbell
1: Scott! He does voice. have a great voice. Oh,
4: Lorraine, I've never heard a book read better—not other than yours, of course. John <laughs> Slattery,
1: John, John Slattery. Slattery reading Duma Key. It's a it's a Stephen King book that's like. Hmm. that long but he he's amazing just fyi
4: all right so Slatter, uh, but uh I, I like you know slattery's one of those guys that no matter what role he's into on television i just enjoy hearing his voice so i can believe it um the other guy would be and I, I, he was overdone for a while but uh uh peterman peterman jay peterman from seinfeld oh right mm-hmm.
1: yes the uh the catalog guy
4: yeah what what's his real name john
1: i don't john know but i know O'Hurley? he's an animal lover
4: John O'Hurley. He is That's an animal it. lover.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
4: Um, and, uh, but he's got a great voice too, but it, it was overexposed mm-hmm. for a while. Mm-hmm. Uh, right. And it's, it's time I talk about how overexposed <laughs> John <O'Hurley's laughs> voice take, was. Take a shot at it. 13 years ago. <laughs> Gives a shit. Um, <laughs> Lorraine uh now we've we've known each other a long time and so uh uh I, I'm uh, grateful that you are here uh but what I love about the book is while you hang out with somebody they don't always want to talk about uh their past they don't want to talk about you know the five years of being on SNL but the book uh, uh, lets uh, a guy like me know about all that information and uh and, and with, with an insight that others don't necessarily have because we didn't live it or even people that have written the 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 uh the autobiographies and biographies of the people. You lived it, you were in it. Um, and so you're able to share stories with people that uh, uh, others can't get. Is that something that's safe to say in a long-winded way? Yes. Thank you, Lorraine Newman. Thank you for your time, Lorraine. See you. we'll see you next time. Uh,
1: you know, I, um, Christina McGinnis is someone that uh, has worked in our offices from the very beginning and she's still there, I believe. And she was listening to it and, and said that, uh, this is the first thing that is accurately represented what it was really like. And other people like Tom Schiller, who was an original writer, said, you paralleled my experience, you know. But I, I always knew that when I wrote this thing, I'd be responsible for a lot of SNL things. That would be the motivating factor for anybody who's going to listen to this. And the fact is, I couldn't remember a lot of stuff. And so I really had to <clears throat> decide on what kind of story I wanted to tell. And that kind of triggered the memories associated with those things. Like I chose to talk about my favorite ensemble sketches. And then I started to remember all the inside stuff associated with those sketches, as well as act, you know, asking actors and writers to fill me in and update me on ah. what they knew about it so you know Garrett Morris and Jane Curtin and Bill Murray they helped me you know uh, fact check oh
4: that's you know what that that's uh, I'm glad you said that because in reading the not reading and listening to the book uh you do talk over and over how you don't remember a lot of things and then you go into more detail than I can remember from yesterday uh so you did have people help maybe fill in these gaps where uh your uh drug uh past may have blocked out
1: It could be, but it's also when you're doing the show, you're not watching it. Right. And you're not privy to what's going on. So, uh, you know, uh, that's also one of the reasons I chose to feature the ensemble sketches, because I don't talk about ones that I'm necessarily in. Right. I like to celebrate ones that I think are really great and really represent the personality of our show at that time.
4: Uh, hey, you know, speaking of celebrating, uh, we brought it up earlier on the show here, uh, but you, you make a a, a a big thing about uh, the writers. You celebrate the writers quite a bit in the book, uh, specifically Ann Bates, and uh, who sadly passed away. And we were uh, talking about how at SNL decided to celebrate Ann Bates in the same way they did DMX by showing a one second uh, placard on their show when maybe she should have gotten a little bit more than that
1: i um, heartily agree i don't know how they would have done it right. but um i heartily agree and this one has been tough everybody i've talked to from the show uh for some reason this one has been a hard one and i don't i can't even put my finger on it it's just it's really been a hard one
4: and for those that don't know like she was responsible and again it's it's in the book but she was responsible for some of the most iconic sketches was she not
1: yeah, the nerds um, specifically. Uh, lots of other sketches that you wouldn't even think were written by the women, so to speak, uh, which I like also being able to talk about in the book. Right.
4: Um, I thought that was great, too, because adm- admittedly, uh, you know, Chevy and Dan and John, I don't know them. I'm just saying their first names for brevity um, and then talk about it at length. Um, <laughs> I, I, I I didn't know that there were these women behind the scenes writing. I mean, I did. I do before your book, but as as learning about it growing up, uh, that there were so many women behind the scenes that were responsible for some of the things we've seen in in what is always known as a man's world, SNL. Right?
1: Yeah. But I think also a lot of us, whatever it was we were doing, and, and I even talk about this in my book, everything led to the show. It's like Rosie Schuster. I was talking to her yesterday. She's also one of our original writers. Her father is one half of the very, you know, venerated comedy team of uh, Wayne and Schuster, a Canadian comedy team. And she said that when her dad and his partner would write, their office had like a um, a duct that went through to her room, mm-hmm. so she could hear what was going on. You know, so yeah. she overheard a writer's room from a very young age. And, you know, Anne with the lampoon, me with my fascination with comedy and going to see everything. And then <clears throat> eventually being in a company that formed the Groundlings, everything, all of our interests kind of led to this moment.
4: Right. And uh, and uh just so light. I, I remember, you know, again, being a 10-year-old kid and... You know, my mom saying, hey, there's it, it, it happened twice uh, once with S, uh, with uh, SNL and then once again with SCTV. Where oh, my mom yes. Woke me up and said, <laughs> hey, you have to get up and watch the show. It's the greatest. And so, like, thanks. To, thanks to my mom for introducing me to those, both those great shows. Cool mom. I know. Right. <laughs> uh, so lucky that she uh, was into that. And then, you know, I bought I still have it over there. I've got the 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 the, the album of sketches that SNL put out. Um, oh, my God. Is, wow. Uh, Arista, it was on Arista Records, and uh, it was that famous cast photo on the cover. And um,
1: it's so seventies when you think about it now. Look at that thing!
4: But I love it. It, it, To me, it's just nostalgic, you know, Mm -hmm. and brings back great memories of uh, a my mom, b the seventies, and maybe being ten years old and having zero responsibilities in the world.
1: Yes, yeah. So you can completely focus.
4: That was it. I could focus on you guys singing the Chevy song. That's uh but you know what but there's obviously there's more than snl in this book uh what i love about it is your honesty and your vulnerability and which is uh you you can get sometimes in 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 a memoir but it's I think some people are still also... Uh, oh, Jesus Christ, what's going on over there?
1: I'm totally kidding.
4: <laughs> <clears throat> what, what piece of clothing did you just use for that gag? It's just out of blouse.
1: curiosity. It is a blouse.
4: <laughs> um, for those that are only really listening, Lorraine is uh, in a, <coughs> literally in a closet mm-hmm. yes. uh, with clothing to her left and uh, jokers do a right
1: um, i am smack in the middle boom. with jimmy
4: hey Steelers wheel what um <clears throat> uh, but again some memoirs people are uh, still a little regarded maybe they don't want to reveal everything you reveal everything which is yeah wonderful and it's specifically what it, what again to make it about jimmy pardo what appealed to me was your honesty about auditioning and how freaking awful it is it's the worst four minutes of our lives whenever we go and do it. Some, the people mm-hmm. that say, I enjoy it, are full of shit as far as I'm concerned because it's horrible. But you started you, one of your, uh, the auditions. I want to go through a few with you uh, if, <laughs> and if you would share the stories with us. All right. Um, and I know people want to get to the book, but I would love to hear uh, share them with us. Uh, you auditioned for Bob Hope
1: i did talk about uh, the breadth of time that this book covers yes um yeah and i'm not even sure how i got that audition i think that there was this guy named herb carp which is a perfect name for an agent <laughs> uh was a fan of the groundlings and he set me up with this audition it was on a sound stage which i th- it was on highland or vine or something like that and it was in his dressing room which was a kind of uh built room on the soundstage and it was crowded with what looked like a bunch of his golf buddies and he was sitting on a couch you know uh with his arm resting on a golf iron and his legs were akimbo and I could see the outline of his balls so you know that was distracting but (laughs) I proceeded to perform this monologue of this character that I did that was the valley girl but this is 1973. So it didn't really resonate with Bob. He kind of <laughs> looked at me with spaniel eyes and uh, a lot of uh, I do a lot of projecting in the book um hopefully with ironic intent mm-hmm. saying that uh, what he was definitely thinking this is what he was thinking is what are you? what is that thing you just did because you and it don't even belong in the same building as show business. <laughs> so and i do that a lot with auditions i'm i'm convinced that i can read the mind of the people who are beholding the carnage
4: you uh and i will say that you and i are kindred spirits in this way and that you uh hold on to a uh grudge from auditions <laughs> for uh years and years and years
1: um that and, but and humiliation you know it's uh yes it's like as if ruminating could change the past it,
4: uh, <laughs> uh, it. There's the one story that you tell, and I forget which audition it was, but that you. As you're leaving and driving, you you thought of all the things that you wish you would have said to the casting director while you were in there that would have made you feel better about your shitty audition, which may not have been shitty. It, just your thought was that. Right. No, but it was felt,
1: shitty. Okay. That's a safe assumption. <laughs>
4: all right. Very good.
1: <laughs> but I think you might be conflating several stories because oh, am I'm I? not sure. Yeah. It I was think nine hours, us, Lorraine. Give me a fucking break. Yeah. <laughs> no problem. Uh, you're exonerated. No. Um, it. Uh, I think all of us experience that after we leave an audition. It's like, oh, I could have done... You know, it's what? just... I I always had trouble finding my way into the material, which, you know, is pretty much a requirement for an
3: act. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs>
1: and uh, so that gave me some insights about what my limitations were, which is something that I really felt I wanted to write about in the book because I have never seen that in a in a memoir. I've never seen people really get in there and talk about the things that they become aware of that are so disappointing about themselves.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, it's like I wanted to be more talented, and I realized I wasn't. You know, <laughs> I, I've never read that in a in a memoir. So I was you know for better or worse, I was going to fall on that sword.
4: And, it, and and again, it's, it's a wonderful listen. I, I want to keep saying a wonderful read. It, now, it, Lorraine, am I wrong? Is Audible doing a thing where you, you do it, uh, 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 an audio book, and then they will eventually print it into a, uh, a written book? Is that something? Or did I just make that up?
1: Um, I think you might have made that up. The contract right. I signed, which I even negotiated the time down, is that it won't be able to be in print for 10 years. Oh, so, uh, and it it was a, a higher number, and I, I kind of got it down a little bit. But, uh, you know, they paid for the manuscript. They own it.
4: Okay. All right. Uh, so, but they could print it if they wanted to, right? They could. All right. Yeah. But in 10 years, anybody can. Exactly. <laughs> it's public do- is it public domain in 10 years, Lorraine? I'd like to think yes, it's public Jimmy. domain. Yes,
1: My life will be public domain. All just right. Just like hang down your head, Tom Dooley. <laughs> <laughs>
4: uh which is wonderful on the banjo which we talked about uh, uh for way too long before your arrival uh All the banjo. Right. yeah this uh this episode has lorraine newman and us discussing banjos <laughs> um what uh I, you know i guess it was going back it was the the one audition i was thinking about was the one where and i'm sorry for bringing it back to this again it was nine hours and, and are you was,
1: thinking robert de niro uh, no
4: i wasn't there yet um, the one where you thought about uh, that you wanted to yell at the casting director uh, uh, oh
1: that wasn't a casting director that for, was a guy who was a head of an agency
4: okay but yes that, that i
1: was i was shopping for agents and he kind of put me on the spot and grilled me in a really unnecessary and cruel way yes and um later he spoke to my manager and he said i wanted to see if she had any spunk you know i mean f you uh, jesus <laughs> christ so right and this yeah, was post
4: snl right
1: yes yeah. yeah yeah
4: so like you i think you'd already proven yourself and this guy uh wants to put your feet to the fire unnecessarily that's what it was thank you i apologize it wasn't uh, an audition it was uh, well you kind of put you made it an audition
1: um <laughs> yeah, well it was no really they were they were i mean you know people forget that agents you hire them They're working for you. And I'm well aware of that. And I was in this meeting, uh, but I still didn't like the way he treated me. It was just, Mm. it was abominable. You
4: know, uh, but you nailed it there too. And that's something that people don't realize. It's like when we see agent and and client relationships in movies, it, it looks like there's this friendship, but it's like in some way to a new person arriving here in LA, they are the gatekeeper. You want, you want them, you want, to be able to hire them, which is a weird thing. And they, and they could tell you, no, I don't want to be hired by you.
1: Yeah, which is- although I, my agent, Michael Black, uh, is still a great friend to me, even though I'm, I'm not, you know, he, he retired from at ICM and he's now, you know, a manager and, uh, but he's still one of the funniest people I've ever known. And we were absolutely friends. You know, it can be like that, Sure. but uh, this guy, yeah, you nice. die a rat's death. No, I, I did not say
4: that. He's probably already dead. He's that. probably already dead, Lorraine.
1: He could be. The rage ate him up inside. <laughs>
4: Let's hope so. Let's hope it, uh, every single day he thought about that meeting. It just every, little by little took I his liver. I blew it. Uh, <laughs> uh The other, and I apologize for dwelling on the on the audition thing. The other one that gave me a knot in my stomach as you were describing it. Was when Lauren told <sighs> you to go and and basically put on a little skit for the writers. Could you share that experience with us?
1: Yes. Well, um, you know, he none of the writers knew what I could do. He was the only one who had seen me at the Groundlings, and so you know he wanted me to kind of put up a show and you know show all of my characters, which was perfectly reasonable. The problem was that I hadn't performed these characters all summer and all my written material was in my car and my car was stolen the third day I was in New York. So I didn't have access to any of it and there was no such thing, you know, you have to understand, Jimmy, these were the days of mimeograph. I'm listening. (laughs) There was no facts or anything like Mm -hmm. that, let alone having filmed our our content. I mean, that would have never happened. Right. You know, people have access to that all all the time now um even when we at the groundlings when <laughs> we try to get someone to leave this the main company so sunday company people can move in we do a tribute to them and right. we have lots of footage that shows their highlights but right. nothing like that from the 70s so i realized i was auditioning which i had never known i was doing for the actual show and i was scared to death And I describe it really in detail, the physicality, it's like I was freezing and nauseous. My mouth was so dry, I had to tear my lips off my teeth to speak. I had astral projected to one corner of the room, the ceiling, and I was watching myself right and boy did i suck (laughs) and it was it was the kind of thing afterwards where you know people wouldn't meet your eye yes or they would say these are this is the word i just hate it was fine Uh fine oh god but you know ultimately everybody was so kind you know i realized this uh, while promoting the book that um Nobody was mean to me, nobody was mean to, to one another. We were really uh, kind of like a family and with pr- the kind of problems that a family would have. But I think when you come from an improv background, it's all about supporting one another. So it's like the girls never ganged up on one another. Right. Which, you know, is is kind of, I'm sure in a lot of productions they do.
4: But don't you think part of it is that you guys were in this this new world? It was the very first time. Well, not the first time. Show of shows, of course, was happening, but uh, not at the moment. But uh, don't you think that was part of it? Like, hey, we're, we're almost like Mickey and Judy putting on a show. So let's all support each other. It just so happens that it's on TV.
1: I think it was in our nature to support one another. And, you know, also during the promotion of this book, I've realized that, you know, obviously, yes, you had your show of shows and you had Carol Burnett and Laugh-In, but this was alt comedy. Right. This was truly, as was SCTV. It was the first time anything that represented, you know, kids that were not, you know, people that were not, you know, old writers with cigars writing bits, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and let's not undermine, you know, the importance of them. Obviously, they were all great, but this was entirely different, and it was a an assembly of people whose perspectives and styles and and voices were completely new, something that had never been seen. It
4: uh, and and boy, and again, for a ten-year-old Jimmy Pardo, just uh, you know, blew my mind, and, and and may have been part of what put me on the path to what I did. I think it probably did for a lot of guys. Don't you think SNL was the reason that a bunch of us got into this?
1: Well, I mean, watching the comedy I did, did, you know, same thing. Right. Uh, and it it wasn't, I mean, I watched a lot of stand up. I never really saw what I did anywhere. Um, but I still was so in love with comedy, you know, and still am, really.
4: You know what, that's the other thing that I love in the book, Lorraine, is a, your love of comedy prior of going to the comedy store and seeing everything. And then now, you know, you still following it, watching SNL every week, going and seeing shows at Largo, going out to, uh, to, to see friends at various uh, the dynasty various venues around los angeles yes yeah. whereas some would go you know what fuck it i'm done with it I've, I've lived it i don't need to see it i don't i don't care what the young kids are doing you are so uh, that's very much that's so immersed
1: surprising in it. to me i can't understand that i'm the same way with music you know having gone to coachella since 2006 i uh i'm just always curious about New stuff. It's what I love about San Francisco Sketch Fest. Is mm-hmm. I get to see all these new people. It's so inspiring to me.
4: Um, boy, we uh, Matt. Is there anything better than San Francisco Sketchfest? We love it.
0: It's great. It's yeah. It's it's the first festival I ever like got to perform at. Uh, it, oh really? Yeah, in 2009 when we took the we were I think one of the first podcasts that we ever. Did a live podcast at SketchFests
4: um.
1: because you guys are the first podcast. <laughs> we, uh,
4: we've been around a long yeah. time, Lorraine.
1: When you said twenty eight hundred six, is that two thousand eight hundred six?
4: It is the tw- Thank- it is the sixth episode of the twenty eighth season, but I think we're at what twelve hundred episodes? Eleven
1: hundred? Oh my
0: god! I forget.
4: Yes, ten sixty. That's
1: it's, amazing. It's a lot.
4: Wow. It's a lot of us talking about Aha the band. It's a lot of uh, <laughs> it's a lot of the same over fifteen years. You're going to hear the same whams stories you're gonna okay uh, yeah. you know you're gonna get them it's um uh it could be recitative. blink
1: 82 uh
4: <laughs> no it, uh, for me no okay never mind no uh the 90s were not my friend musically i did not uh, <laughs> okay uh, and that's the other you you're, you're hipper than i am musically um than i will ever be uh, you, you you mentioned skrillex more than i've heard uh <laughs> other popular I bands him. i know you do and i, I don't understand him. it lorraine i don't get it
1: i love electronic dance music it taps into my rage <laughs> is that what it is is that yeah. what appeals about it, to it you? it's a lot of things i mean i love the part the expression melodic aspect um, i love the sounds because these are beats that they make themselves so they can sound like anything it's like you can identify a style of a certain person for instance excision his sounds sound like power tools so you know it's him and 12th planet has a a a unique sound and flux pavilion has a a unique sound and all these people uh the really good ones are just they're so fabulous i mean i i don't have enough words for how much i love them
3: i
4: boy oh boy i get it just you know and i'm sure you couldn't listen to one second of wham
1: so that... Uh, I, I could. It's jazz that I have a problem with.
4: Uh, but you have a love of blues, right? You have a love of yes. blues, but yes. but jazz you have no interest in. When- are you talking about like the, uh, uh, you know, uh, the wave type of jazz or, or even the... <that's> that
1: <didn't mad sound> yeah, it's like... we're never gonna sing anything (laughs) and we're never gonna give you a melody you know that kind of shit drives me fucking crazy really um it just bores the crap out of me
4: wow all right well uh, to each and there's
1: exceptions you know um swiss movement is a great album um But, yeah, for the most part, I just, I hate jazz. Who cares what I think? (laughs) Well, you're (laughs) the guest,
4: so we do care. We we care. (laughs) (laughs) We'll... uh well, I'll take it to my grave about you but and other But I jets.
1: do, I have to say that um, my friend and I went to see Etta James at Ma- in Manhattan Beach. I write about this in the book, and she was, this was before her resurgence. Mm-hmm. And she was, it was a little club, and you could see out the front door of it when you were on stage. And people would pass by and poke their heads in, and Etta James said once to the audience, or the, the people poking their heads in, uh, there's no jazz in here. If you're looking for jazz, no jazz. I hate jazz. I was like, my queen. Yeah. <laughs> my queen.
4: Oh, pardon me. Uh, oh my god, I'm dying. Uh, guys, I'm okay. Oh my I'm god. Okay. Wait. I've got acid reflux, which I believe is one of the ED, uh, EDMX that. Uh, <laughs> that. Ha,
1: ha, ha, yes. So, well, there's Xanax and there's a Xantac. Hmm. Xantac. That's it.
4: Um, I don't, uh, I will, I will uh, enjoy some Zantac later. What the, <laughs> hey, you mentioned the, uh, the Robert De Niro audition. Uh, I don't, I don't want to be the guy that, uh, leaves a phone off the hook. Let's, uh, uh, can you share that, uh, auditioning for King of Comedy? Uh, are you comfortable sharing that
1: story? Sure. Um, there's uh, a context to that, which is that before SNL, when I was 19, my boyfriend lived cl- uh, close to this diner called Duke's which was below the Tropicana Motel on Santa Monica Boulevard, uh, an infamous motel where people have died. And um, it was family-style seating and it was like the Hollywood canteen. You would see all these people that eventually became famous. And that's another thing about my book is that I met all these people before they were famous, and then even afterwards, I knew Phil Hartman before he went to SNL. John Lovitz before they went to SNL. Um, you know, Paul Rubens the other day reminded me that we've known each other for fifty years. Wow. Um, so, but uh, so one of the people I met at this diner was Martin Scorsese, and he showed us a screening of his movie, that, and it wasn't complete yet. It didn't have the music, the soundtrack yet. Uh, And it was Mean Streets. So, you know, that relationship was such that it was important to me to do a good job (laughs) when I auditioned for King of Comedy years later. And it was the kind of thing where I felt obligated, if they're interested in me, if they think I might be able to do it, well, maybe I can, knowing full well I couldn't. (laughs) You know, uh, it was the kind of acting I had never done in my life. Which was intense and and um, revelatory. I mean, absolutely naked—not not, not uh, figuratively, but um, actually. Sandra Bernhardt was in her bra and underwear. I couldn't have even done that. No. But I don't think so. But um, I was told I'd be reading with Jerry Lewis, but instead it was Robert De Niro, and. Um, It was just so mortifying. And at one point he's looking at me like I smell like a Chinese restaurant dumpster. And again, you know, in the corner of the room, watching the audition, knowing how badly I sucked. uh, Another one of those mind reading moments, but I had to sit on his lap, cry stroke his hair lovingly while he's hating me
4: right jesus and
1: it, i did not have the chops or the balls to do that convincingly mm-hmm. and talk about distracting we we have uh, bob hope's testicles right we have knowing that you're not really supposed to be reading for this you have no business no business reading for it it's distracting but
4: don't you You know i because I, I, I shared that story with my wife danielle and she's like, but the alternate would have been Jerry Lewis,
1: who can be an
4: asshole or like, yes. what, don't you Robert think that Niro, would have been harder?
1: Yeah. Robert De Niro was just doing his job. Right. You know, I mean, he was so nice. Everybody was so nice. It's just that I was the one I was the critic watching myself yeah. and, mm-hmm. you know, condemning myself. Um Uh, You know, you hear this a million times and we say this to our children. No one would be as mean to you as you are to yourself.
4: Right. And and by the the way, to that point, you get the role in perfect, which Mm. you're great in. And you never give yourself that, even in the book. The, the well, hey, well, I mean, it would be weird to go. And I finally was great. I know that. Would no, be weird but to I do. wasn't.
1: I wasn't yes, good in
4: you, that. I disagree with you. You were great in I, that. You were the perfect best friend. You were wonderful.
1: Oh, thank you. All right. Well, let's not argue the point.
4: <laughs> All right. Just accept my uh, my review. I of I your, so
1: appreciate that. Thank you.
4: You're welcome. And. Uh, Speaking of uh, of that movie, and uh, just because, again, this is a comedy show and people like to know, uh, did you enjoy your time with John Travolta, who we've, we, of course, all grew up with as
1: well? He's great. He is so sweet, so fun-loving. Um, I took him to the Groundlings. I've taken a lot of people to the Groundlings. You know, it's like, Lorraine's coming. She brought Warren Sivon. Mm-hmm. She brought John Travolta, you know, uh, and... The fact that he was willing to do that at his level of stardom uh, was great because it's it's not that so much that, you know, oh, he shouldn't be interested in new things. Of course he would be, but he's he's willing to risk what could happen to him physically because he would get mobbed right, wherever right. he went. So um, he's just a really good sport. I have some Polaroids of him and I and Mary Lou Henner that will never see the light of day but they're all in good fun and (laughs) i think we might have found like um a very graphic phallus and so john like put it in his pants and is like on a couch with his arm around us and shitting eating grin yes but that will stay you know stay in the book
4: and 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 by the way you're not wrong because uh you the three of you know you're having fun if that photo somehow becomes public it's a it's a crisis and somebody gets canceled
1: yeah exactly
4: um uh, hey you know what uh uh we have to uh, go around the horn we got to do oliver's trivia question lorraine my son oliver 13 years old he writes i can't believe
1: he's already 13 it is uh, jesus
4: he is, uh, but by the way, if you talk to him, you would think he's thirty-two because he sounds. His, he has a deep voice like me, so uh-huh. he 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 might even have a deeper voice than I do. Um, oh my
1: God! So kind of Walter Matthau is. <laughs> he's got <laughs> a little Walter
4: Matthau <laughs> Okay. He's, um,
1: How uh, fun.
4: I was uh, the other day uh, in the bedroom and I heard Danielle talking to somebody and I was like, why is there an adult in our house during a pandemic? I assume she let some adult in and it was Oliver's voice had changed that much overnight.
1: Oh, my God. (laughs) It's like they're morphing.
4: Yes. And, you know, you have two kids, right? Yes, I do. Who are now adults. But um, yes,
1: they are. Uh, Uh, Almost 30 and almost 26. It's unbelievable. And one one of them, if I'm not mistaken, Hannah
4: was just on, was it Fallon or Colbert?
1: Colbert, yeah. She is a stand-up. They're both Mm. stand-ups. They both Um, are. Spike, my oldest, um, is really like in the alt scene big time. And she's on that HBO show, Los Spookies. Right. Um, And she, I think she's, well, these are my kids, of course. And uh, mommy thinks they're so good. <laughs> but believe me, if they did not have the aptitude, I would have really been at a pickle because mm-hmm. I would have had to find a way to discourage them. But I didn't. They both, um, Hannah's also on a, a show on HBO Max that's going to be premiering the 12th of May, I think.
3: Oh, what, uh, and what's that called?
1: It's called Hacks. And it's uh, starring her and Gene Smart.
4: Oh, wow. Cool. That, 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 it's
1: a very funny show. I, pr- I don't know if I should be saying this. That it's funny? That it's been announced. I don't, I don't know uh, if it's been announced. Uh, oh, well, to hell with it. Let them come after
4: me. Yeah, you know what? Let them find their way into that closet. Let them uh, yes. break down that door and <laughs> exactly. get uh, attacked by a blouse. Um, <laughs> you're proud of your kids. You're allowed to talk about it. If HBO Max has a problem them. with it, if Home Box Office Maximum has a problem with it, they can come to me.
1: Yes. Okay. I I will send them there.
4: I can't do anything about it. I'm a a guy with a mid-level podcast. What the fuck am I going to (laughs) do? All right. uh, Matt, do we have some music to let us know that we're going into the Oliver uh, question? We we do. Um, I I think we've played this one before from Robert
0: Bird. Let's try this.
4: Robert Bird. All right. Here's the question. Get ready. Everybody get ready. Write your question down. Uh, Oliver's Oliver's question.
3: Oliver's question.
4: I Not love different. that. <laughs> I don't know where I land on it, Lorraine. To be honest with you. It's wow. <laughs> I don't. Uh, anybody else got some thoughts on that one? Well, I will say I this: I like
0: it a lot, but but it the, the the little drops of of you talking, it just sounds it I it's confusing because you're here and we're listening yeah. to it. and It sounds like you're just talking. It sounds like you're talking over it in a weird way. Uh, I guess
4: that's what I thought. It's like, am I interrupting this?
0: <laughs> <laughs> you know, you weren't talking, right? You were. I,
4: you know what? I don't, I, I talk so much, Matt. I don't know when I am or am, when I'm not. It's, uh, I annoy myself. Okay. Uh, anyway, I'm kidding. for Thank you to, uh, is that Bobby Bird? Is that who that was? Rob Bird. All right. Well, thank you, uh, Double B. We appreciate you uh, saying that in. I'm gonna. I, I, I gave him a. I gave a nickname and nickname. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, all right. Here's the. Uh, so what happens uh, again, Lorraine? It's it's Jeopardy style. I'm gonna give you the subject, the topic. You're gonna uh, write down uh, or put in your head a bet anywhere one to twenty five, and then uh, we will go around and get everybody's answer. It's uh, it's, right. it's that simple. Uh, it, what it is, Lorraine, is after 15 years, we've got to come up with things to talk about for the love of God.
1: Oh, I totally years. understand. <laughs>
4: to, luckily, the listener can't hear us right now. This is just between you and me.
0: And your Good. No, Jimmy, yeah. Jimmy, I, I know you, you, you had some problems with this. You are talking right now. Oh shit! Oh, (laughs) you are audible to others. I'm
4: talking just to Lorraine, but you're telling me you can hear me,
5: man. Yeah, I can hear it. And
0: pay
1: no uh, attention to that man (laughs) behind the curtain. (laughs) Okay, great. Okay, good.
5: Uh, I hate to add to this, though. But we can also see you doing this. You
1: could also see
3: those
5: Those who have the video. We can also see.
4: All right, look at that. There we go. There we go. That's the uh, improvisational stylings of Jimmy and Lorraine. Come on down to the Groundlings (laughs) and see that Thursdays at 9 p.m. It's Jimmy and Lorraine doing Cookin those whisper characters. <laughs> Cooking with gas. That's the name doing of our the troop. whispers. The whispers. <laughs> uh, love it. Okay. Here's the, uh, your topic is, sorry, that's banned. Sorry, that's banned. Mm. All right. Uh, uh, Garen, can I bet four? Is that something I could bet? Yes. Okay. All right. Uh, guys, I'm betting four. <laughs> You know, that's, <laughs> okay that's, that's, that's a good that's a good way for betting to work i don't i don't i think we're supposed to be quiet about our bets but uh, just uh-huh.
0: know this i'm going four. you re, you should really need to write down which ones you've done so that you. yeah know. well
4: i do have that written down but i forget to bring it out before we start the show yeah and um yeah, we're in a so pandemic it's, it's all hard. i could do to get by I just finished a nine-hour book. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Did you listen I to listened, it
0: start to finish last I listened night? to one
4: woman's voice for nine hours straight. <laughs> Give me a... I'm trying to come out of that. All right. I love it. Hundred. By the way, I do have one more story that, I, I, that I, I would love for you to share with us, Lorraine. We'll get to that in half a second. But uh, okay. on, on my notes that I wrote down, uh, nine-hour notes.
1: All right. Uh, So uh, and then we I know Jeopardy, but I'm not quite sure how this is going to work. So, I'm the category is what is banned?
4: Sorry. Sorry, that's banned. Sorry, that's banned. Uh, You have now made a bet. You have uh, written down a bet or that I can
1: do the answer.
4: Yeah. uh, (laughs) All right. To, yes. to, a wager a wager
0: a wager, wager, a
1: wager i know the answer yes. between, between okay. uh, one and twenty is it up to me to say what i bet now or do no, i have to uh, keep uh, that concealed uh,
4: keep that quiet and then okay. i will ask you and you will reveal that uh, uh, after you reveal your answer but not okay. at the same time uh, swinging i've made this far too difficult Okay. um if you have uh, maybe I I maybe one it. of the coats in your closet has a pen that you could grab and, uh, <laughs> i'm
1: just i'm exhausted now uh, i know you
4: are i've wounded is... you
1: mm. i've Again, winded
4: you that's jimmy and lorraine cooking with guests, thursdays at the groundlings <laughs> uh, 9 p.m i'd like to get an earlier time slot to be honest with you lorraine nine seems late for me to be honest
1: it's late for me too 5:30. 30
4: oh you love a 5:30 show, show wouldn't oh boy, that be boy. great you know, Lorraine, there's a comedy club in, uh, which I don't know if I'm gonna go back to for the next 12 years, it's, it's in Michigan and they don't seem to have a grasp on anything that's going on in the world. Um, there's a comedy club that they do, they add a third show on Saturdays and they act as if it's an inconvenience. They go, yeah, it sucks, it's that six o'clock. It's a bunch of uh, people that just wanna, you know, come and watch comedy. It's like, uh, really, that's, get rid of the one at 10.30 and keep <laughs> the six o'clock.
1: Yeah, but you know, you know, Jimmy, there are some young people that think there's nothing more exciting than going to a 10 o'clock show. Boom.
4: Pass. Yeah, I don't
1: even want to come out of the house once they say it's the coast is clear. I'm so happy in here.
4: Are you is, is that is that how you're dealing with the pandemic? That's how not I've go-
1: always lived. It's just right. government <laughs> government sanctioned now. <laughs> you know. Oh my God! I'm constrained to sitting on my couch and watching TV. <laughs> it's just the best. It's a
3: gift.
4: It's. Uh, <laughs> what's the Lorraine? Before we get to the question, what's the uh, Have you watched the The Sound of Metal? What's the most recent movie you've watched?
1: Oh gosh! I I I I. I wish I had known you were going to ask me that they all you know that's the thing about binge watching is that you can't remember I don't (laughs) know I'm watching I'm on Amazon Prime I'm watching them
4: how is that it is
1: scary as and I am a horror fan I mean I I watch everything so this thing is scary
4: and and yeah boy boy you talk about that quite a bit in the book your love of horror Yes. Uh, Garen, are you watching that as another fan of the horror genre? I was not sure
2: if it had started yet. I've seen some reviews yes, about it, it's so started. I will have to go check it out.
1: Yeah, it's, it's pretty scary, and it's painful, too, because there's a lot of things now, like uh, uh, what was the one... All right. I can't remember. I'm going to start on an anecdote and not remember where I was going or the name that I was trying to summon. (laughs) So, um, but there's a lot of shows where uh, there are very scary white people mistreating Mm -hmm. black people. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's time has come, but it's just so painful to watch. Yeah. Because you identify and empathize with the black people that are getting victimized by people that look like you
4: uh, well you do i see it from the both person's view, uh, point of view <laughs> and i think that they're right all right
1: listen lorraine newman's here
4: um What's
1: I, I have a question the question
4: uh, i i have before that question i have a question about them
0: uh, is it's i'm stupid like i didn't see the movie us but I, to when i saw them it seemed like it was Almost like a sequel, but it has no connection to that, right? Not even. None whatsoever. Yeah, that, that's it's... sneaky. I don't like the sneakiness of, of them trying to make me think that somehow Jordan Peele was involved and they, I feel like the font was the same. Font
1: is the he, same. He yeah. might have a tangential involvement oh, okay. with the production. Okay. I could be wrong about that, which will be on my tombstone, by the way. <laughs> I could be wrong about that? Uh, uh, yeah. Um, but I think he does have a connection okay. to it. Uh, it's completely different. That would make me feel better. Uh, Thing. Gotcha. Okay.
4: Um, uh, Matt, I'm with you. I also thought it was a uh, a series version of that. Yeah. Um, but uh, I, I've not been told I'm wrong. Uh, when that commercial came on, by the way, uh, Oliver said, Dad, that looks like something you'll watch. And because uh, he hates horror. Although he mm. watched Alien yesterday. Really? Uh, first yeah. time? It really horror. But was yeah. that
1: the first time he saw it? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. My God. Movie. I. You know, it came out, and a bunch of us from the show, from SNL, went to watch. And getting into it, once the alien appeared, John Belushi got up and left.
3: <laughs> really, <laughs> Still watching,
1: watching the screen, but his mouth was open like, I'm going to get out of here. And uh, he left.
4: Duh. It's great. It's it such a great so, movie. My God. And
1: God. I like every iteration of it, too. I like all of them. Prometheus. Uh, I think the latest one where we see how that it was genetically engineered. I mean, mm. oh, it's just so good.
4: I agree. Uh, so he's excited to watch Aliens. That, mm. That's next on the docket. That's a
1: good one, so too. Good.
4: And Scream. He wants to watch Scream. He's, he's tipping his toe into horror. That's he's exciting. always been afraid of it. Yeah. West like,
1: Craven I... is a great place to start. Yeah.
4: Mm. All right
0: write it down and, and i mean i don't know if it would if the comedy of it will hold up the same way but the scream is is a is a great comedy and a great horror movie to me like it works both exactly
1: ways. and it's for horror nerds because a lot of the yeah. references the inside jokes are just for horror nerds yeah. you know right which you appreciate it's like all the time you watch the movie and it's like i love jordan peele it's like get up get out <laughs> get out of the house yeah. yeah you know that's all you have to do um, and don't split up. <laughs> right. I mean, they, they did the, what was the, the one cabin in the woods where they did yeah, everything. Yeah, yeah. You should show him cabin in the woods.
5: That's a good oh, one too. Yeah. No, yeah. no,
0: should not. It's a no. comedy.
1: Oh, it's oh, it comedy is. a Comedy I don't horror. know it.
5: Okay. If, okay. He, yeah. I feel um, like it's honestly, a super fun one. Honestly. I don't know that one. And if
0: he can watch Alien, I kind of feel like he can watch almost he anything. Can, yeah,
1: absolutely. Because yeah, it is mainly a comedy.
4: All right. It, yeah. It's really good. i've written it down guys i've I've got it uh i've got that written down i've also got down uh other things um what do you think of that what do you think of that good sentence nice uh i'm actually you know what here's i'm in my head because i hate that lorraine uh, uh, stole the idea of uh, I could be wrong for her tombstone because uh, <laughs> I say I could be wrong so much that it should no, be t- on mine. And I, I'm in my head now going, damn her for fucking taking that. Damn it, <laughs>
3: damn
0: sorry, it. Sorry, maybe you can you know? be buried side by side, and yours can say I could, I could also be wrong. <laughs> uh,
4: you know, after the success of our run at the Groundlings, I could see us getting buried. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it could right? be. exactly. Yeah, right. well,
1: it could be a nice uh, tomb. Oh, Oh, that's a good idea. Tomb where many people who could be wrong (laughs) be laid to rest.
0: God, yeah. They could call it the Trump
4: Tomb because the who is more wrong than Trump?
1: Oh dear God! Sean
4: Spicer's in there. Mm. The Huckabee family takes up a wing. Mm -hmm. (laughs) God, they're they're all good people. We're all just trying to get by like anybody else. Uh, Hey, that Greg Gutfeld show is looking funny. You guys seeing any clips from that? (laughs) That's looking fantastic.
1: There is something missing there is something genetically missing
4: right I uh,
1: do you remember that show red eye that was on fox yeah, of that course. Was there it was supposed to be a comedy and i i was watching it the whole time thinking there is something missing in this person's genetic makeup mm-hmm. yes they just yeah
4: yeah uh, they uh I, I that here's a a, a, a true story Uh, That may or may not be interesting. I was scheduled to be on Red Eye because he was having comedians on, Mm -hmm. and like a panel, like a Chelsea lately panel, he'd have comics on. And on the way driving there, I called my manager Bruce and said, "I ain't doing it." Like I had that knot in my stomach of, "I don't like this guy. I don't like the network. What the fuck am I doing? How badly do I need to be on TV? How bad do I need five hundred dollars?" And on the way there, I was like, "You know what? I I just can't do it." And he's like, "Okay, I get it, Jim. I get it." And they're gonna be mad. But I don't give a shit if they're mad. I can't yeah. do it. It was it was the one of one time I stood up for myself.
1: I'm very proud of you. For Thank, that. you
4: <laughs> Thank you, Lorraine. Thank you. Let me show you a resume of other things I said yes to. <laughs> um,
1: I've got a resume of things I should have said.
4: <laughs> yeah, I've well, I got those. Uh, and 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 again, you're listening to your book brought all those back to me. All the oh here's what I God. should have said to that casting director. Here's what it was I was a have catharsis, said. right? Well, it really was.
1: Okay, good. That's what I uh, part of what I want.
4: Well, it worked. Um, all right. Here's your question. Here's your question, everybody. This again, the topic. Sorry, that's banned. Uh, this is uh, boy. This is somewhat vague. It's against the law to do what creative summer activity in oh boy I uh, Euraclia Italy Euraclia Euracula E R A C L E A Anybody R A C How would you pronounce that Euraclia Italy it's,
1: So it's against the law against the law
4: it is against the law well first of all it should be against the law to name your city that because i can't say
1: it. <laughs> yeah it's to against the law them. to
4: do what creative summer activity
1: creative in, summer yeah, activity. creative
4: in, is uh, throwing in, the the, the a word is that close enough uh, I, I
1: i think i know
4: all right well I, I write it down again grab a grab a uh, a lipstick out of one of the many purses <laughs> in that closet uh, it's right here write it down Jimmy. it's all right here I don't know, Lorraine, by your own admission, your memory is shit. So maybe <laughs> you trying to remember it's this. It's so
1: simple, though.
4: All right. I'm, I'm running down mine, which is also very simple. Uh, all right, Matt Belknap, looks like he's still thinking. I am. I, I, think I can't think city. of
0: one. This is how uncreative I am. I can't think of one creative summer activity.
1: <laughs> well, <laughs> I understand get- that my answer is uh, completely a joke answer. Oh, okay. And you know, wouldn't be done in Italy for sure. Just right. know that. Mm-hmm.
4: All right, yeah, Italy. Uh, that's an interesting. Now point. you should know this, Lorraine. Matt Belknap would never give a joke answer because God forbid he'd be wrong about
1: something. Wrong <laughs> so that, <laughs> <laughs> that he assumes it's a joke. Yeah. <laughs> uh
4: oh. <clears throat> um, all right, uh, uh, Gary, Matt, are you in? No, I'm not in. You're still thinking. All right, yes. let's. Uh, 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 you know what? Why don't we take that break? Why don't we that's take a, a break idea. right here? Perfect place to take a break. Yep. Yep. Lorraine, you okay on time? You all right? You got sure. another I'm five fine. ten minutes? yes uh all right we'll take a break we'll be back more lorraine newman
0: hey guys matt here with some dates for you lorraine newman is on twitter at lorraine newman l-a-r-a-i-n-e newman and uh her new book may you live in interesting times is available on audible please check it out i can't wait to listen to it myself um it's uh, her life story incredible life incredible career And, uh, if you care at all about comedy, you will want to listen to this. So please check out, may you live in interesting times again, that's on audible. And, uh, apparently, um, you can, uh, maybe save a little money. I I don't know. Listen at the end of the show. Jimmy's going to give you a code for that. I think, um, speaking of Jimmy, he is on Twitter also at Jimmy Pardo, and he's going to be at flappers, uh, in the virtual zoom room on April 16th, 7 PM Pacific time show. That's this Friday. Uh, Go to FlappersComedy.com for tickets to that. Uh, Again, you can... join from anywhere in the world and uh, request a bit perhaps or be a part of some crowd work in the Zoom room so go to flapperscomedy.com for that don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel youtube.com/nevernotfunny and for all other things Never Not funny go to nevernotfunny.com you can still at any time you can subscribe to our platinum uh, service that gives you two extra episodes every week plus video of every episode and more perks at different levels so go to nevernotfunny.com and enjoy
4: I'm going to pronounce this properly. Ernin. earn in E-A-R-N-I-N is pronounced Ernin. I don't know how else you would pronounce it, but they really want to be clear that that's how to pronounce it. Yeah. It, I guess maybe some people
0: might get a little confused. because Two words that are usually separated by a space are actually squished together into one word. All right.
4: So let, let, let's all right, let's go with your premise. Mm-hmm. You got the two words. You got earn and in. How would you say those separately? in. That's together. I asked for you to do it separately. Oh, separately. Earn in. Er, earn in. All right. Yeah. Now I'll do it together. You're in. Yeah. See? You're. Mis- <laughs> uh, all right. So maybe they're right. Uh, earn in is an app that gives you access to your pay as you work up to 100 bucks a day, up to 750 bucks per pay period. Look, again, we, we've talked about it before. Maybe you got a last minute gift for a loved one. you got upcoming rent. Uh, and, uh oh, paycheck's run out with the other bills. That's where Earnin' jumps in and helps you out. Uh, you can download Earnin' today. Uh, let me spell that for you. We've had fun pronouncing it. <laughs> now let's spell it. Let me spell it for you E A R N I N, and that is in the Google Play or Apple App Store. When you download the Earnin' app, I'm asking you to do this for us. Type Never Not Funny under podcast when you sign up. That'll let them know that we sent you there. It helps us out. Never Not Funny under podcast over there at earnin it is subject to your available earnings location daily max and pay period max see earnin.com slash tos for details earnin is a financial technology company not a bank bank products are issued by evolve bank and trust member fdic once again earnin is an app that gives you access to your pay as you work up get up to 100 a day up to 750 bucks per pay period earnin get your money now matt Bellnet, i want you to spring forward with a new hiring partner zip recruiter Zip, zip. And find top talent sooner. See why four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Go to this exclusive web address. Web address. To try ZipRecruiter for free, ZipRecruiter.com slash Pardo. That is ZipRecruiter.com slash Pardo. ZipRecruiter is the way to go. Uh, look, you, you set your clocks forward. You, uh, you feel like there's more hours in the day. But if you're hiring, you, uh, you don't have that kind of time. You got crunch time. ZipRecruiter fills those hours for you. No one
0: wants to waste time with hiring. That doesn't sound fun. That's just like a, a, a chore that you have to get through. I've you, got other you, things to do. Right. Let me do my actual job instead of trying to find someone else to work if for
4: If that me. jerk didn't quit, I wouldn't be
0: doing right. this.
4: Hey everybody! Welcome back to the program, episode twenty-eight hundred six. We're here with Lorraine Newman. She's got the book, uh, the audio book. Uh, May you live in interesting times, uh, Lorraine. What's the, you, you say at the beginning of that? There is a uh, reason for the, that being the title. Why is that the title of the
1: book? Um, because I realized that I was kind of like Forrest Gump
3: yes. or Zelig.
1: You know, uh, I was able to bear witness to, be present for, or or sometimes even instigate. A lot of the pop culture movements that took place in this country the last 50 years. And I thought that there was a good through line for the book as well. It's like we go from, <clears throat> you know, folk music, my sister was involved in folk music, to rock music, which was so available I could see everybody. It's seen the Beatles twice, and Janis Joplin, and Jimi Hendrix, and <clears throat> then the beginning of the comedy boom, with the opening of the Comedy Store. Uh, you know, Cliff Nesteroff's wonderful book talks about the fact that the Comedy Store was the first of its kind in the sense that it didn't have music it's like the mm-hmm. improv had stand-up but it also had music mm-hmm. so this really was the first of its kind and there was all sorts of it was mm-hmm. thriving in la <clears throat> all sorts of great sorry This is me in the morning, and it's not even the morning anymore, but it's (laughs) like...
3: It's just awful.
1: Um, Some Wayland Flowers and Madam, all these great drag clubs, uh, impressionists, so much. And then the beginning of the Groundlings as well, which was really, you know, there were other improv groups in L.A., but uh, the Groundlings seemed to have eclipsed them to some extent. And then, you know, pretty much how huge comedy became. And then after that, I'm like really on the ground floor the beginning of what is now huge, which is animation. Yes. So I just think it's, I've been very lucky that my interests have taken me to places that were the ground floor for a lot of these things.
4: You know, that's the the other neat thing about reading the book is, a lot of and you kind of brought it up about how you would go to dukes and just see people before they were famous you mentioned all these people but it never comes off braggy it never comes off oh, like good i'm friends with these rich people i know all these rich people i went to angelica houston's house for a party it doesn't come it just it comes off like me saying so i went to matt's house on saturday for a party like it
1: it's that's so how it is though yes you know that's the truth of it <clears throat>
4: oh my god uh, lorraine do you want a lozenge or a water are you are you gonna be okay
1: I'm going to be fine. All right, yeah. all right. Lorraine Newman's Thank going to you. suffer
4: through this, guys. We appreciate her taking the time and losing her larynx. Uh, she's only a voiceover artist, so it shouldn't affect her career all
1: that much. <laughs> no, <sorry>. Um
4: What? <laughs> uh, uh, you mentioned a woman in your book named Liz Welch, and you asked her, because uh, she's very beautiful, and you yes. say to her, uh, she's from Texas, and you say to her, uh, everybody I've ever met from Texas is beautiful. And she
1: said... She said, well you haven't met Lula Mae Garrett. Yeah, it was the fucking just, name is perfect. Everything Well, oh, I made it that. up because I couldn't remember oh, the actual name. Yeah, it doesn't name, matter. It's still fucking great. yes. Yeah. <laughs> oh,
4: my God. It may be lesser than you have not met, <laughs> as if there's yes. one ugly person. <laughs> Damn it. It's great. Uh, all right. Lorraine Newman's with us. Let's get to it. Garen, uh, for the sake of brevity, how are you? You doing fine? Yes, sir. All right. He's there at the Never Not Funny Weather Desk at the Tri-Corners of the Valley. Uh, you had a good weekend, Garin? Yes, sir. what What did you do anything of import Uh, i streamed a little
2: bit had a cool thing happen uh last night i was streaming um apparently a fan of our show is a professional wrestler and he rated my channel last which means he brings his viewers to mine basically (laughs) we rated r-a-i-d yes yes r-a-i-d um, I
1: thought he said rated too. <laughs> Thank you, Lorraine. I, I yeah. did. It.
4: It was like, oh, "What did he give you? Six stars?
1: What the, what, what,
2: five <laughs> five, five stars, Why do we five. give a shit <laughs> what this
4: wrestler thinks of you?" Uh, no,
2: but that was really cool. He's a fan of the show. His name's Colt Cabana. I uh,
4: Jesus Christ, we know Colt Cabana, right? He's uh, yeah. it, it, it,
2: it, well known, isn't he? I, I did not know. I had to, I did not know. I had to say it. It's a great like, name. My friend of mine who was streaming with me was like thr- thrilled. He he knew every detail of what he's done what he's doing i'm like all right that's good i'm glad you know but nice guy his fans were really sweet they came in and hung out for a while it was really cool oh, that's just, neat yes yeah, so i want to say fun. hi and, and thanks for coming in it was really cool good for wow. you gary colt yeah.
4: cabana yes sir right i don't know anything about wrestling but i've heard that name is it
2: because it's,
1: it's a, a beverage publicist? also <laughs> they're, they're
4: delicious <laughs> <laughs> it's, a, it's a follow-up to the 45
3: Mm-hmm.
0: the malt he, liquor he's that's a, right. he's been a comedy fan he used to be on AST I think uh, we, maybe you remember him from, from those days I don't know again so. I drank uh, the 90s
4: away so I don't remember anything <laughs> yeah. uh, that's happened uh, which is why you have not enjoyed my memoir because I don't have Bill Murray to remind me of things okay <laughs> <laughs> How about that I don't have Jane Curtin on speed dial to tell me what I did in January of um, 77 <clears throat> Garen do you have an answer
2: I do have the, an answer. I don't know oh, how Again,
4: we, the question, just as a reminder, if you're uh, somehow joining in the middle of a podcast, is uh, the subject was, sorry, that's banned. The question, it's against the law. To do what creative summer activity in a small town in Italy?
2: <clears throat> so my answer is draw on the sidewalk with chalk. Chalk drawing on the sidewalk. No mm. hopscotch is what you're suggesting. Pretty mm-hmm. much, yeah. Mm-hmm. Anything right, they've but. got that chalk, they don't like chalk on their oh. sidewalks. they pristine what?
4: sidewalks and...
1: Don't you have to it? answer it in the form of a question? <laughs>
4: <laughs> <laughs> we, 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 we're
3: okay.
4: Lucy Goose. You're
1: not holding it's, to that. right, not, no, not we not that. That. we're not Absolutely. holding
4: to that. We're, we're not Doctor Oz. We're <laughs> not uh, doing the rules. Okay. <laughs> um, those ratings had to be horrible that week, right? With, with him,
0: I saw thing. an article saying that they, the ratings were very bad. Yeah, Good. I, think, I think a lot of people uh, agreed that uh, f that guy and uh, get out of Jeopardy.
4: Don't. Why don't. do I need to see this charlatan host this uh, iconic program? Uh, mm-hmm. Right? Uh, they could have. Of all the people, there?
1: of all the, yes, he's actually right. Um, <laughs> of all the people, why him?
4: Yeah, it's weird. Is you it? should do it. Oh, Jimmy. I would love to. Are you kidding me? I, God, uh, you'd be
1: perfect. I
4: don't disagree with that. Can you make a call to one of your many
1: people? I will because I have the power. I know you do.
4: I know that uh, you do, which is why you're in your closet. So it would be perfect. <laughs> Let them know where you're calling from. It's still raining when I'm in my closet. I'm being smothered by a, a dress bag. Can you uh, <laughs> give Pardo a shot? <laughs> uh, poor Levar Burton is literally begging on Twitter to host, and he'd be perfect. He'd be, oh, perfect. he'd be great He's too. Great. He's got the history of like education, but also entertainment. Yep. He's right. a good host. Mm-hmm. Yes, he ticks many, many boxes that yep. are necessary in 2021. In addition to being qualified, He's yes, great. lightly graying.
1: yes a nice human being pleasant you can tell he's a good guy yes Mm -hmm.
4: yeah but by all means let's get the snake oil salesman to uh i don't
0: were they were those because there were a bunch of people who guest hosted was that was that really considered an audition or were they just kind of like is dr oz gonna leave he's not gonna leave his show to host jeopardy
4: i don't think i don't think he was an audition i think he was uh, some stunt casting in the hopes of getting ratings right and it backfired and that's great yeah but but i well, think the network
1: maybe. won't won't admit they made a mistake it'll be like you know yeah. we knew it was an experiment <laughs>
4: yeah right <laughs> thumbs down jerks uh all right garen chalk is what you say let's check with the lazy skeptic he's there in palms california elliot how oh, are you
5: i'm doing all right how are
4: you doing i'm getting by like anybody else good right uh yeah. you uh i i forget you had the uh you, you did not have that bad of a reaction to the uh uh, you had about 8 hours of bad reaction to the uh to the well day, it was okay. more more like twi- like like
5: almost 2 days but the 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 reaction was uh, i describe it if you had a cold but you didn't have the worst parts of the cold so Ooh, i was tired i was uh, i felt like a little bit like, like i was drunk a bit cuz i was wow. a little uh, you know tipsy and lightheaded um, but I didn't have sinus things, I didn't have, you know, chest anything. When you normally have a cold, like to me that's the worst part is the coughing and the sneezing yeah. and the and all that stuff. I didn't have any of that.
4: What but, about Lorraine's I, coughing right now? Do you think she has COVID? <laughs> you're not I a I had
1: my shots by a cracky. Did you get both of them, Lorraine, or, or <laughs> Yes, one? I've had both. I'm sixty nine.
4: Pardon? Up top? How, oh, you're sixty nine years You're not sixty nine years old. Wow. Yeah. Your book said you were 68, so I don't believe you.
1: <laughs> <laughs> And it took a month to write it. <laughs>
4: uh, I, I, also, I, I also love at the end. Yes, Lorraine, I'm a, you're a 68-year-old badass. God damn it.
1: Uh, so wonderful. Thank you. Uh,
5: uh, all right, Elliot, give me an answer here. So I was trying to think of something summary and creative. I don't know why this would be illegal. Building a sandcastle
4: building a sandcastle you can't well you know what it's creative and it's a summer activity yep so two out of three I guess that's the, the meatloaf, huh?
0: That's all I yep, ever want. All I ever want to do is think of an answer that fits the parameters of the question. <laughs> and I, I have not done it this week. <laughs> oh, what'd you go with? I know you guys stalled. You stalled for me. You took a break. Everything that happened,
4: I did everything in my power to help.
0: <laughs> it couldn't have been being a friend, yeah. being a
5: good friend C- to you.
0: Couldn't, have, couldn't have uh, bent over backwards more to, to give me the chance to come up with something. But all I came up with, <laughs> this is, I think this is creative. Um, fireworks.
4: I think, hmm. you know what, uh, little Katy Perry? Sure. I think maybe it's that. You can't listen to Katy Perry. Yeah. Sky nope. Art. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
4: I went to high school at Sky Art. A great guy. You <laughs> did, yeah. Oh, my God. you love him. I Sky King
1: radio. too, or uh, Bat Masterson. Did you go to school with Bat Masterson? I
4: did not. I'm not 98 years old, but okay. uh, I right. appreciate you asking. I know we're supposed to yes and an improv, but uh, uh, I, I, I can't. And yes and. It
1: wasn't even worth that.
4: <laughs> what I said,
1: really. You're oh. just being chivalrous.
4: I, uh, speaking of being chivalrous, uh, I just took a sip of drink hoping uh, it would make uh, Lorraine stop coughing. Well, I'm <laughs> so, sorry.
1: Is it that bad? No, I'm kidding. I'm fucking around. I don't okay. care. I'm kidding.
4: Uh, Lorraine, what is your guess on this thing? For five, Again, $5 coming your way.
1: Okay. Um, summer activity that's created by thought of camp activities.
4: Yes. Mm-hmm.
1: And um, it's make a lariat. Huh. You know, one of those country-western ties. Because Italy is big on those
4: they love the bolo mm.
1: yeah they mm. love the bolo so it's make a lariat or a bolo that's that's against <laughs> the a, law okay that it's one's banned down. lariats are banned
4: uh i've written it down i don't know if it's uh, I, I, my answer uh balloon fight you can't have a balloon you know a water, balloon balloon? Fight. Oh, interesting. water balloon yeah, yeah, that's sure. a answer. yeah water balloon. or just a regular balloon you can't <laughs> yeah. just go, like, go after somebody <laughs> and give them static electricity <laughs>
5: so uh, so jimmy I, I thought of another answer that seems like a joke answer but i just want to say it before you before you give the actual answer yes have sex
3: Do you that's think
1: a creative that's activity. activity creative it's creative yeah and it but is. is it
4: is it seasonal <laughs> <laughs> i don't know i'm not from italy it is. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the great Ryan kiley okay. joke uh no my birthday's in july <laughs> um, there's a setup we could all imagine what that was. Uh, all right, here's your answer. Let's see if anybody got it right. The answer is, holy shit, somebody's right. Somebody is right.
1: Sandcastle?
4: Sandcastle.
1: Wow. What? How? Wow. Uh, ca- wow. Here's,
4: wow. Uh, here's his uh, uh, follow-up. Uh, follow I searched and searched, but I could not find a reason why it is banned. Maybe it's because Italy's Frisbee players won't feel bad when they knock them over. Uh, Italy actually does have a frisbee team, so there's something.
1: <laughs> okay.
4: So there's uh, so all right, Elliot. Wow. Uh, congratulations uh, for winning! I want to say what the ninth week in a row. I have I have I think I've taken over from.
5: Uh, I'm also uh, joining Oliver in uh, my voice changing. <laughs> I've taken over from Matt in
0: uh, in in victories and, this yeah, in the in uh, the the run of uh, of victory. Yeah, you're
1: you're that's impressive. Quite is. a
4: series. He's a smart guy. Ask him about the banjo. He'll go on <laughs> at length about it, uh, whether you want to hear about it or not, Lorraine. Wow. I,
0: I, don't, you know, I, I don't want you to, to, to lose control of yourself, but he does know about the, the other key, the further <laughs> up the neck. <laughs> <laughs> that <laughs>
1: little one that's on the neck? Yeah. yeah, that yeah. One. Nobody knows why it's there. Yeah. Ooh,
0: nobody knows. He doesn't know why, but he does know that it exists.
1: <laughs> does it serve as a capo? I mean, what's the deal?
5: I, I would always, I would have assumed that it's a, uh, it's like a, a sympathetic uh, drone string. <laughs>
1: Said a sympathetic string. It's like a phantom leg. I, yes.
0: You, I am now going to ask you to change the sign behind your head to the
4: sympathetic drone. <laughs> yes, please. Thank you. Uh, Lorraine, doesn't your sister play the banjo? Doesn't she Tracy does. play the banjo? Yeah,
1: she does. There's, she's, uh, I think she plays Cripple Creek on some YouTube thing that she didn't even put up, and it has over two million hits. Yes, yes, Jack yes. Jack White. Wow. Jack White of the White Stripes was talking about it, I think, on his podcast. Or something like on his website, uh, yeah. She's awesome. and she had just taught herself that that week that it was recorded. She's not a really a banjo player.
4: Is that the one? Where it, mm-hmm. Is that the one from when she was young? It's it, it, it's in black. She and had white? her
1: own show. Yeah. On PBS. Yeah, and it's yeah when she was uh, she was young and it- Dewey. <laughs> <laughs> I did we a radio and show and once.
4: Uh, I brought Oliver with me, and Tracy was uh, the guest. Oh. And uh, I did not put two and two together that it was Tracy Newman, even though they said her name. And uh, we're here with Tracy Newman and Jimmy Pardo. And uh, then it, she said something where it clicked. Holy shit, it's Tracy Newman. And she was so kind to Oliver. She gave him a bunch of uh, the children's records, mm-hmm. uh, the albums that she made, and she could not have been kinder to him. She was a, an asshole to me, but she could not have been <laughs> yeah. kinder to That myself. sounds like her. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was, uh, <laughs> I admittedly, Lorraine, I got a little starstruck, which I very rarely do. But when it dawned on me that it was Tracy Newman who was responsible for a lot
3: of uh, discovering a lot of She was in the new Christy
1: Minstrels. Yes. She is one of the four writers on the Ellen DeGeneres coming out episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, Emmy winner, you know, created a lot of TV shows. Yeah, that's my sister.
4: It, uh, uh, is it uh, again, you can hear all about that in the book. Ah, uh, the book is called May You Live in Interesting Times." Uh, Lorraine, before we go, I hope we have time for one more story that you tell in the book about your first date with Arthur. Do you have a little, do you have time to discuss that very quickly or you'd rather not?
1: Yeah, I'm rather not because that that has a lot of details. You okay. can't just say I, w- I had a date at my house and I pissed myself. All right. <laughs> that doesn't really convey the the, um, the increments of horror that took place.
4: It, uh, it, uh, here's the thing, it happens at about hour two of the book, maybe hour three of the book. Uh, So uh, listen that long into the book so you can hear this story of uh, uh, Lorraine's first date with a guy named Arthur, uh, because it's fantastic. It is. And
1: you know, I mean, there's also the story with Prince.
4: Yes, there is also that one. And that's after
1: SNL. You know, I find bodily functions very amusing. (laughs) And the ones that are just totally mortifying, it's like, when you write a memoir, you're really exposed, you expose yourself to God knows what. And it's like, God, do I want people to know that I did that? It's so funny.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
1: All right. You know, that's the thought process.
4: It's uh, the print story is great as well. The, uh, it, the The book is full of great stories. And, and look, you know what, Lorraine, obviously, you know this, you've been doing this a long time. Uh, your description of you know Forrest Gump is is perfect because you your story is that you are you are everywhere in this book throughout your entire life at the start of all these great things that have happened and that you were a part of it or at least was witness to it um Mm -hmm. it's a it's honest to god a great book I cannot recommend this thing enough to everybody thank you so much
1: thank Um, you Jimmy
4: oh it's my pleasure I I I love it I I love the history of comedy I love all of that and this book is all of that and it's uh, and and just you telling it is I, I, i'm with i agree with you by the way i much prefer to read a book uh mm-hmm. but i think this is a time where i didn't i, I was glad to oh, hear you thank you read yes
1: thank you uh, jimmy uh
4: my pleasure and uh loved it absolutely loved it so i recommend everybody uh go to audible.com slash pardo is that something matt do we have a, uh, we have a <laughs> not,
0: probably not since 2009, but uh,
4: <laughs> I know. Remember, what they
1: used to advertise. They did, that they they did
0: advertise, they advertise way back when. Yeah,
1: give it a try. Put in promo Is code Cardo. See if that gets you something. I'm going to remember that every time I talk out my ass. Is that a thing? <laughs> Is
0: that a thing? Wait a minute, my Jimmy. Pleasure. Maybe that could be Wait. your tombstone. So you don't have to steal or Lorraine.
4: Maybe I could do a swap. <laughs> maybe I could. Uh, maybe do oh, like you want to trade?
0: Oh, come on. Yeah, let her. Let That'd her have her have her
1: but I could be wrong as me that's me <laughs> well you know what I'll, I would settle for I was she was always the last to know okay and you could have um I could be wrong
4: I, all right you know what listen we're not going to be buried anywhere near each other or at all so uh <laughs> I know uh we could both do it and nobody's gonna go hey I thought I saw that on another gravestone yeah. so we're gonna be all right
1: they're connected Jimmy why is Jimmy Pardo in the Jewish cemetery
4: <laughs> uh he's wandering around aimlessly that's what he's doing
1: <laughs> yes exactly
4: uh lorraine newman's been our guest uh again the book is called uh, may you live in interesting times it is wonderful uh it, it it the whole career childhood snl uh movies the voiceover uh career which is what she's doing now talking about her kids it is it is absolutely fantastic uh so take the time uh to uh uh, download it, stream it, whatever you do over there at Audible uh, and take advantage of it. It is, uh, as a reminder, it is nine hours long.
1: <laughs> yes, well don't ever let anybody say Newman doesn't give you your money's worth. <laughs> no,
4: certainly did. Uh, and uh, and again, audible.com slash Pardo if you want to uh, <laughs> save money on that uh, money's worth.
5: And by the you know, way, yes thing. you can do that and, it, oh. and the URL says social network influencer podcast never not funny in the oh. URL when you type that in. So yeah. Uh. So,
4: I can call myself a social influencer now, and then I, when do I put the gun in my mouth?
5: <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, I, I'm not sure what the standard on that is for, for influencers,
4: but I'm sure be Do you there know how many one.
1: subscribers you have?
4: Oh, sure, of course, but uh, we don't uh, reveal that publicly, Lorraine.
1: <laughs> well, if it's over like 30,000, you're yes? an influencer
4: oh okay. I guess I am okay there you, you go going. it constitutes
1: right. an influencer yes
4: all right well then I didn't know it was 30k I'm in all right it's me and Jared Paul is that his name Did uh I get that right? Jake Paul no. Jake Paul. Who's Jared, who's Jared Paul? Oh, I know who that is. He's an actor. He's a good guy. <laughs> Fuck that guy got hurt for no reason.
1: Are you thinking uh, Aaron Paul?
4: Oh. Uh, no, I was who's thinking Jared? Jared Paul. He was. In, uh, he had a. He had a, a small part in the movie Liar Liar. Uh, you've seen him. He's uh, okay. He's, got he's a character, a young character actor. <laughs> he's very talented. Uh, who apparently needed to get kicked in the balls in a little of my my rant. Uh, well, we all uh, knew what you meant. All
0: right what we all we all knew you meant logan or, J- or jake paul it's those brothers That's who, who's logan what's they're, that they're brothers but they're, they're both they're both they're youtubers they're both horrible
4: trash yeah they're both yeah right? people yeah yeah okay well that's who i was trying to hurt uh lorraine newman's been our guest uh go listen to her book it's fantastic lorraine
1: thank you for being here thank you such a pleasure
4: all right don't run away we'll see about you off the air on behalf of the pop culture beast there he is at the never funny weather desk that is the uh, the well-groomed garen Cockrell up there in <laughs> palms california that's the uh what was it the winded drone what do we call them sympathetic the drone.
5: sympathetic drone The
4: sympathetic drone there it is that's elliot hochberg and of course holding down the fort uh it uh, never not funny headquarters in sherman Oaks, california that is matt belknap i'm uh, i'm jimmy pardo i'm after lorraine newman we'll see you next time on the podcast ak47 gone not forgotten
0: Love Never Not Funny? For two bonus episodes a week and video of every episode, plus bonus perks, sign up for a platinum subscription at nevernotfunny.com. Never Not Funny is executive produced by Jimmy Pardo and Matt Belknap. Video production by Elliot Hochberg. Production assistance by Garen Cockrell. Music by Daver and Watch It Burn. Copyright 2021 Never Not Funny, LLC.